Hello, listening people. Oh, hey. Oh, hi, Vartek. How are you? Yeah, you know, not bad. Just woke up a bit. Uh, you know, kind of slept half an hour past my alarm. But, you know, I, I made sure I woke up an hour early oh. before leaving. So. That, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, water the cat. That's <laughs> a thing I do at home. Water your cat. I ate some stuff, watched some stuff, you know. Well, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, we're doing a thing. Yeah, we're doing a thing. So, you're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan, and as you just heard, that's Bartek, and you've pretty much heard his whole entire life story. Oh, my day, definitely. Definitely Bartek's day. In case you're wondering, does Bartek water his cat? The answer is yes. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Look up Bartek watering cat. Actually, it's just called Cat Likes Water. Cat's like... Mm-hmm. No, just Cat Likes Water. Cat Likes Water. So, you're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. What do we do, Bartek? What do we do with these unappreciated masterpieces? Well, Ryan, you, you can't ask that question without establishing what an unappreciated masterpiece is. Wow, yeah. This might be a person's first episode, and they'll be really led off by the fact that you... Just brought that out there, and not the fact that I brought up my morning. Yeah, you so, got you got me. The eggs are on my face. That's Ryan's catchphrase. I learnt it myself. Yes, uh, unappreciated masterpieces are movies that either have had, or don't have, or have never had, but should have a following of some sort that they deserve. Mm. Unappreciated means that they are actually good movies, but they just haven't been recognised, and our job. Which we don't get paid for, by the way, so you know it's genuine. Except with gratitude. Except with gratitude. Our job is to bring it out there for you all to find out about. Yeah. And oh. listen to, you know, our thoughts on it. Yeah, on them. That's, that's exactly right. You know, I feel like, Bartek said, we don't get paid. So what we do is we, we, we watch a movie, we do an audio commentary for it, and we talk about the reasonings and of why it should be considered great, why we think it's great, and we delve deep into, into the film asking questions upon questions because movies like these raise a lot of questions and you know they're really emotional pieces and you know i feel like we should get paid not by you but by the studios who made these movies by the writers directors actors i feel like we should get a big hug from from fox or from paramount or from any of these disney come on where are you, you well, know, foreshadowing right. today it's a dreamworks one holy crap and talking about foreshadowing um what is the film the film yeah what is it what are we watching? The film we are watching today is the classic, I I don't know what year, but the classic... Two, yeah, go on. What year was it? 2002. Thank you. Smocking. What? Smocking. <laughs> Say it again. Third time's a charm. I might get it on the third time. Smocking. I didn't know you were watching smoking. Uh... It's, spe- it's spelt exactly like that, <laughs> but that's the Polish word for it. And Ryan, do you speak Polish? Uh, I do not speak Polish, okay. but I feel like... It, could I take a guess at what the movie is? Even though I somehow know what year came out. I don't remember Thank You for Smoking didn't come out in 2002. But is it Thank You for Smoking? What? No, it's Smoking. What is the movie? I don't speak Polish. Oh, that's right. You don't speak... I'm so sorry. Should I teach you some Polish words so I get you started? Teach me this Polish word. Smocking is the Polish word for tuxedo, evidently, because the movie we are watching is The Tuxedo, starring Jackie Chan. Is there a Polish word for the? No. No? No. Why not? So how do you say, you know, the tuxedo? Just tuxedo. Smocking. 
Look, basically, if you were to literally translate Polish, there'd be like, you know, caveman talk. Oh, good. Cave- we're from a caveman civilization. Yeah. So, Westman Polish, we're doing it in the tuxedo, but we can't always do it alone. We usually have a guest come on, and uh, we are joined with the lovely Lauren Tice. Hello. Now... Hello. Lauren, it has been so long since we've had you on. She was... You were our second guest on the show, I do believe. That is absolutely Thunderpants right. Thunderpants was the film. Thunderpants was the movie. And you haven't been back on since Thunderpants. No. How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. You mean, you're really good. I mean, Lauren... You know, behind the scenes info, when Lauren came to the show many months ago, she left her scarf here... And I messaged her like, oh, Lauren, you've left your scarf at my house. What do you want me to do with it? Do you want to meet up? We, at some time we can hang out. And she's like, no, 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 I'll come back for it. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And then she never came back for it. Months have passed. And I thought it would be fun as a joke to travel to New South Wales. We're in Victoria, in Australia. And I went to Sydney and I took lots of photos of myself and my girlfriend and my friends with her scarf as if it was having a holiday with us. And the fact that this scarf has had more of a holiday than anyone else in this podcast has had over the last couple of months, it's a, it's been a roller coaster ride. But now, Lauren, you're here. You got your scarf. Yeah, my scarf's back. You're happy? Yeah. You're going to be warm around the neck? Yes. Well, that's great because we need you to be a little bit hot under the collar for this movie because the tuxedo is the best movie ever. Do, do we agree on that? I think it's the best film ever made. I mean, it's definitely the most um, inspiring choice of a movie that we've picked at recent. You know, we've been... we You know, last last episode we did a lesser film called Zathora Space Adventure. Eh, but it's no tuxedo. That's, that's for sure. Tuxedo. Now, does anyone have a personal little history with this movie? No. Sort no. of. I didn't. I haven't watched it before yesterday, but um, way back when I was in year seven, so literally ten years ago, Jesus. Holy shit balls. Yeah, two thousand six. Um, I was traveling to Poland once, and one of the stops was a it was a three day, two night stop over in Hong Kong. Ah. Yeah, and I rem- so very close to you know Jackie Chan's uh, origins. Yeah, and uh, on the TV there was an ad like, "Oh, the tuxedo playing at this time," and I was like, "Oh, I should catch that." You know, thirteen-year-old me was like, "Jackie Chan, I, I've seen him a few things. I, I, I'd like to watch it," but we just ended up doing other things and we missed it. So I was, <sighs> so I was kind of like, "Oh, I missed it. Oh well, maybe I'll see it again one day." And well, dumb, dumb you. Almost ten years later, because that was like June two thousand six. Wow, that's insane. Well, Lauren, you have no personal history. Sad. No. I do not, but do. I've got the same situation as Bartek. I remember when this movie came out and being a young boy, seeing Jackie Chan, who was pretty cool, uh, wearing a tuxedo that kicks ass. When I was a kid, I was really into movies about suits for some reason. Like, I, I was really keen on seeing The Master of Disguise because he had the turtle suit. <laughs> I saw that on DVD. Yeah, I saw it in the cinema, but that's a different ex- that's a different experience. Um, spoiler alert, even as a kid, I was disappointed. But I never saw Tuxedo, but I was always like, oh, that looks so cool. And as time went on, and I never looked back at it, my understanding of the plot is different to what actually happens in this Yeah, movie. I had no idea what the in plot was about. In my idea, I thought this Tuxedo was like gajillions of nanobots. Like... 
forming a tuxedo for some reason. I thought, like, oh, like, in my memory, in my brain, I've confused with something else. And I thought, like, oh, like, he fights with tuxedo, blah, 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 gives him these powers, blah, blah. But, like, every now and then he can, like, shoot nanobots using the tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought, like, the suit was made of millions of nanobots for some unknown reason. Okay, I just assumed that... He was just a fashionable guy that kicked ass. <laughs> I didn't, didn't even real, know I didn't realize he had powers. I didn't, I didn't know it was a sci-fi movie. Well, it's, a, it's not just sci-fi. It's sci-fact, yes. as we will learn. So, hold on. One thing I'd like to say, though. You know how I mentioned that I missed it when it was on a TV? Mm, mm. Appropriately enough, when I watched this movie online, it was, like, recorded off TV, so they were, like... Fades to black for ad breaks, like ads <laughs> for Family Guy and stuff. No, so weirdly enough, that's actually in the movie. Uh, that's actually in the oh, movie. okay, <laughs> okay. That hit new show, Family Guy. Family Guy. So we're now going to watch this cinematic 2002 classic with Jackie Chan and Jennifer Love Hewitt and uh, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, and, that, and they're about the big names. Uh, uh, yeah. So we're going to watch this. So get your copy of it ready. I hope you have a copy of it ready. I mean, you can just listen to us talk about it, but you need to see the visual master sh- master sh- piece. Masterpiece. I was going to say that. I was going to say a master three. Maybe you can <laughs> you give a good word like master good. Master good. You need. The- Let's go back. You guys need to see the visual master good of this movie because the cinematography, the acting, all of it. Stories sometimes in films do show, don't tell, and others do tell, don't show, and others do tell and tell, and others do show and show. This movie is all of them. It has everything you need. So get prepared. We're going to start this masterpiece in three, two, one, play. Oh, and we're off. Um, so this is, uh, as you said, uh, this is a DreamWorks? Yeah, DreamWorks. Yep. Whenever I see the DreamWorks opening, I think of the video game Medal of Honor. Where... I have one of those. In the original, I don't know about later ones, but it's like, you know how the kid's fishing off the D, which sounds disgusting for some reason. (laughs) Um... (laughs) It's a little hot, but yeah, go on. He's wearing, like, a army outfit, and he (laughs) jumps off... And his parachute gets stuck on the crescent part of the moon. And he's like, ah, like, I guess what this game is trying to say is kids don't go to war. But this, especially on the moon, especially on the moon, (laughs) talking about war, this movie, um, was kind of a war against my senses because, uh, I didn't know how to feel with this opening credits. I'm like, oh, okay. This seems calm, peaceful. And then it takes a sharp, sudden turn, which is, ow. <laughs> like, Lauren, you like pee. Oh! Um, how do you? How did you feel when you saw? And also, you had not seen this movie before. None of us had. No. How did you feel when it automatically opened up with piss? <laughs> It, I questioned what I was watching. You thought I was this like, is... "Am I actually watching the right thing?" No, no, you actually what you meant to say was you questioned whether or not this should have been appreciated. You're like, <laughs> "Piss, this is right up there with Citizen <laughs> Kane." But I was like, "How did you feel watching us go through the murky, piss-drenched waters of a of a drain pipe?" I'm just still confused about what that dog kangaroo creature was. That was a deer. That was a deer. Oh, thank you, guys, but I'm talking about the movie here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, thank you, guys, but I was talking about the lead actor, Jackie Chan. Um, Jackie Chan's charm. So, this intro is basically telling us about, like, bottled, bottled water is deer piss. <laughs> 
Now, as someone who's drunk bottled water, I can prove I that this is... Bartek is a big fan of deer piss. As someone who's drunk bottled water before, I can testify to the fact it does, in fact, taste like deer piss. Not that I've drunk enough deer piss to have a correct, you know, analysis of the situation. Lauren, as I mentioned, you like piss. Um, how do you feel about bottled water? Do you think it's a waste of time, energy, and money to actually have to buy water? Yeah, I think it is. And I think the plastic waste is horrible. But they're cutting down on the plastic things. They're making it lighter and, like, you can crunch it now and shit. How do you feel about that? Crunching water? Crunchy water. It's still still pretty bad. Fun fact, crunchy water is lettuce. Um, Iceberg lettuce. Iceberg lettuce, obviously. So this guy is in the movie. And what I love is he's a secret agent. Spoiler alert. And they dare to put him on hold? Like, yeah. He's phoning his agency and, now he's and they're just, like... He's going to die. Let's be frank. Might I add, this was fucking brutal, actually. <laughs> I thought, okay, when you... Before you guys watch this, who did you think this movie was aimed towards? I thought it was aimed for children. And then I saw so this and I was like... So are we watching an episode of Midsummer Murders? What's going on? <gasps> Midsummer Murders? Bartek, like, how did you feel? Like, who did you think this was for before actually seeing it? Like, when you heard of the tuxedo, like, you saw ads for it. What did who did you think this was aimed towards? Just like a PG audience, really. Okay, okay. See, I was like Lauren. I thought, oh, this is a kids' movie, and then it automatically opens up with a man being drowned to death. And then here's the thing that really perplexed me. Later on, they're like, oh, he died of dehydration. I'm like, they clearly drenched him in water. Am I? Am I insane? Well, and then that, the movie shows us were, wrong. But that's what we were led to believe because yeah, we didn't see him shrivel up or anything like that. Mm. Now, parts like you have facial hair. I do. do you, you like Jackie Chan's facial hair? His soul patch? Yeah. I don't mind it. My year, my VCE two group oh. teacher had a soul patch. Was he Jimmy Tong? No, he was uh, Chris Murphy. Chris Murphy. <laughs> wet dream? You're laughing about wet dreams, aren't you? Because <laughs> Jackie Chan's talking about I wet was. dreams. So, Ryan. Lauren loves wet dreams. <laughs> Ryan, when you... F- and Lauren, sorry. When you first watched this movie, did you think that this was going to be a long-lasting friendship? <laughs> between, you know, I, thought, I thought it'd be out, like, throughout the whole thing. Like, I you know, actually, he'd phone him up and be like, yeah. are you alright, dude? Like, do I need to come rescue you? I thought there was actually going to be a point in the film where he has to convince his friend that he's a super-secret agent's chauffeur. Mm. <laughs> like, I thought there would have been a point. Also, I thought that the, 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 the like this would have happened in some reason. Like, they show this, and they show him breathe on it. And I'm like... Uh, is that yeah. important? I like, thought, is that a joke, or is that a plot point? Like, she comes, sh- and she's like, how dare you, my art's ruined. Like, I thought there was going to be something. I love the fact he's wearing a Hooters t-shirt. Yeah. I like Hooters. <laughs> um, no, I just thought it was showcasing, showcasing the fact that he's short of breath. Yeah, I guess. And here we have a fantastic minor role in the movie. Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> no, Bill course. Murray at the art gallery. Of course, huh? it is. Um, what's the actor's name again? You know, Colin Mockery from Colin! Whose Line Is It Anyway? Of course. Yes. No, the bald guy. Fun fact about this. Now it isn't about this individual scene. Spoiler: They come back to the art gallery at the end, according to IMDb's trivia. Yeah. Bill Murray makes a cameo in the final gallery scene as a customer. Really? I watched it after watching... Like, I looked at the um, the, the, the trivia, and I rewatched the scene, 
I watched it frame by frame, <laughs> and I could not find Bill Murray. <laughs> Did, Did they cut him? No, 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 no. I think, I think, honestly, even though in the final scene they do say it's the art gallery owner, I think they got the trivia is saying the guy from whose line is it anyway is Bill Murray. <laughs> Didn't the trivia say that it was like a visitor though? No, a customer. Okay. A customer at the gallery. And I looked frame by frame and I personally could not see Bill Murray. Could it be Murray. someone outside the gallery? No. Right. But also all the people outside the gallery, it's still not Bill Murray. Like you know who Bill Murray yeah, is. And yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. looking out for Bill Murray, I spent 20 minutes looking for Bill Murray. So, I you know. Well, I also lightly researched the trivia point on IMDb. The one about the chimp. Did you read that one? The what, sorry? The chimp. No, I didn't get to see one about a chimp. Was this an IMDb? The one, yeah, there were two things on IMDb that really stuck out to me. One was the fact... It just, it simply just said the one <laughs> sentence. At the premiere, a chimp was there wearing, like, a oh, suit oh, and yeah, a hat. I, I, I did see that. Actually. And, like, I googled it, like, the tuxedo premiere chimp suit. And, and you couldn't no, find nothing. nothing. And also the other one was, like... Oh, geographical error. There's no Canadian... The Canadian space agencies in Canada... But well, like, yep. but the subtitles clearly said that it's the CSA is the Central Security Agency or something. Uh, so horrible! I like how this guy, how he has a setup and payoff, which is this poor guy just gets fucking brutally hit all the time. Like all he's trying to do <laughs> is be a courier. Yeah, be a good courier. And they're just picking on him. Poor guy, he's got tattoos. He's felt he's pain. Got, he's got like fifty billion piercings. Um, he's got like a bunch of metal things. He's on his got face. mustard all over his face. He wipes it off. Now we haven't talked about the fact that now Jackie Chan is here. How we feel about Jackie? Did you like Jackie in this movie? Because the thing about Jackie is he's got a very likable presence. I love as Jackie an actor. In this movie. What is presence though? Sorry, that's what I'm researching at the moment. <laughs> it's what you get for Christmas, Lauren. Oh yes. Now, just to stop for a second, Bartek, do you recognise this actress? Um. She is familiar. Hold on. Oh, I'm holding. Uh, I'll let Lauren answer this. No, no, no. Barzak. She's appeared in one of the films that we've done already on this show. I figured you were going to say that, but I'm wondering which one. Can I tell you? Sure. Empire Records. Yeah. She's the love interest for Anthony Judas LaPaglia. The short redhead lady with the killer blue eyes. Was she the manager of... Uh... Yeah, of Rex Manning. Okay. That's her. And you may know her, Lauren, from Batman Forever with Jim Carrey as the Riddler. She plays Two-Face's seductive henchwoman called Spice. And she is played opposite the other henchwoman called Sugar, who's played by Drew Barrymore. This film could have used more Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I like this little, you know... Asians know each other kind of Yeah, I, I also wrote that in my notes. I'm like, oh, typical Chinatown. Like, you know, like there's chickens and there's, there's garbage everywhere. See, now and everybody you, knows each other. See, now you mentioned earlier with the the Jamaican guy, I think he was Jamaican, you, that you thought he was going to come back. I thought maybe the, the his, you know, connection with the Chinese Oh, yeah, people, you thought that was going to come back, right? Yeah, no. I, thought that, I thought that would have come back. But I guess this movie was like, no. That's too obvious. We need to make this more of a surprising story. Shock. Do you find it weird that he's hired to be a really fast getaway driver for um, Draco Malfoy's dad? And he never actually succeeds in being a fast getaway driver in this movie. Like each no, time he drives, they him, don't get away. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. He fails at the one thing he was assigned. Like we didn't even get one time where he actually was good at being a getaway driver when he was hired. Not right now. Yeah. Doesn't he just? 
I know I watched this yesterday, but doesn't he like not drive too much after? Oh, he never drives again. I'm pretty, I'm like a thousand percent sure he barely ever drives again. I think he drives to meet Jennifer Love Hewitt and it's like the first time you see him in the tuxedo. So it's it's playing with your expectations, like absolutely is. Oh, I'm ex I'm expected, yeah. <laughs> I'm expected, yeah. You're expected. Oh, right? I love this guy. I wrote in my notes: if Paul Giamatti was in this movie, he'd be the doorman. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, be the, he'd be good. He'd be good as the doorman. No, no, I actually wanted the doorman to come back. Like in my notes, I wrote four times: like, where's the doorman? I want him to come back because the way he just walks up, he's just like. Hey, what you doing? You can't park here, mister. See? And I'm just like, I hope Bartek noticed how good this guy was. Did you notice how good this guy Like, Also, look, he just sticks his head into the frame of the he shot. Make- like, he's just like, oh, I'm here too, guys. He was making a nice O face earlier, yeah. Hey, what you doing here? Like, how good would it be if you found out he was the doorman at this place too? Like, it's kind of like in Scott Pilgrim, how Aubrey Plaza has a job everywhere. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if this doorman had a job everywhere? Well, like, he also works for the secret agency, but as their doorman. And throughout the movie, <laughs> they are passing a lot of bouncers. And yeah, stuff and like that. how good would it be at the end where they go to the villain's party and he's the bouncer and he's like, I know you. <laughs> just like My question <laughs> when I was watching this part of the um, movie was, who is this woman? Oh, Literally, gonna, who uh, is this woman? I was like, I wrote secretary? down, is she, is, she a, is she the boss? Is she... And you found out eventually, didn't you? Eventually, but I still kind of had no idea. She works for the agency and she hates Devlin because they used to have some kind of sexual chemistry of some sort and he's a ladies' man, like he's Bond, basically. And you know how technically all women women should actually hate James Bond because he's a user and abuser? Well, that's what um, old uh, Malfoy is mm. here. He's a user, abuser, super secret spy and she hates so him. she's an ex-field agent. Yeah, yeah, that's something too. Yeah. There's a point in which like she has a machine gun and she has perfect accuracy and she's like blowing off this guy's gonads on the <laughs> on the target yeah. sheet and she goes like, "Oh, I missed the field." And I'm like, "Why the fuck aren't you on the field?" <laughs> like they have fucking Jennifer Love Hewitt who we've yet shoot. to meet. And she has literally no field experience ever and they put her on one of the most dangerous missions you could give someone. And it's just like, you know why they gave it to her? Do you remember why they gave her this, this job? Because Jennifer she Love knew Hewitt? some facts? She she knew a lot about water. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I know stuff about water. Does that mean I can go as a super secret spy? I'm like, sure you've seen who, Tank Girl. I I've have, seen Tank Girl. I haven't. But... I have. It's great. You should, we should do it on the show. It's great. Oh, what did you think of the rules? The rules were never mentioned ever again after this point, I don't think. What were the rules? Like, the don't rules. touch my Just, suit? Don't talk to Mr. Devlin. Oh, yeah. the first rule. Yeah, and he does it. A lot, especially when he's unconscious. Um, uh, so, did you guys, you know, we're jumping ahead, but did you guys get surprised that Devlin got taken out so quickly? <laughs> in the I movie? was kind of wanting them to work together. I, I thought it was going to be like his buddy yeah. cop. Yeah, he was Devlin. And yeah, him. he was a third billing in the credits. So yeah, he thought like he's going to be big, right? Yeah, so but he makes like a, a very big impression at the beginning and sort of at the very end. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's always oh, alive. I like this guy with the not this guy with glasses. Love him as an actor, but the guy examining the dead body, he just had a funny voice. Like he had like a really old man's voice for a young mm-hmm. person. Like you this know, tall guy here. Yeah, the tall guy. He's just talking. He's like. Yeah, he's got this, he's got, he's got this old man's voice. I'm I'm old. He's like, geez, you're old. He's got a 
interesting presence throughout this movie. Like it's because he's got a long neck. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, in, I mean, in terms of what he does in the story. Yeah. Uh, so we have now been introduced to Jennifer Love Hewitt, where we get to know her character instantly, which is loud, bossy mouth bitch, who knows a lot about water, who just doesn't know when to shut up. I mean, I like her character, obviously, but she's probably one of the most. Uh, um, Loudmouth characters we've had on since Kangaroo Jack. Probably. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, since Lewis from Kangaroo Jack. Episode <laughs> three. But I just love, it's like the the boss here, who's been in lots of stuff. He's, he reminds me of Ben Stein's older, cooler brother. You know, he has a lot more personality, but I was saying this before we started the podcast. I love, he just, he's just like, wow, you know a lot about water. And he says it in the most dull way, yet genuinely intrigued and excited and I've never seen an actor other than Ben Stein and this guy actually play off excitement and boredom at the same time like how can you be he's so bored and dull yet excited about everything can we talk about um, uh, Jason Isaac's flirting skills in this scene please can we please talk about how beautiful her eyes are i know they match the bug they're green yeah. look at those eyes nom 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 sorry but... let me have another look yeah yeah yeah. they are can we please look at jackie chan oh no wait they're not green anymore they're not green anymore they're... oh what they did change color didn't they holy <laughs> shit does she change color <laughs> they're, when they're she's green again. <laughs> does she change color when she's aroused when she's she's no longer aroused but when she gets aroused she has brown eyes like jackie chan <laughs> His eyes, I mean, um, Jason Isaac's eyes, he has the eyes of a serial killer. Uh, I, mean, I mean, no wonder he was Lucius. I know him from the Kurt Russell movie directed by um, Paul Do- Thomas Anderson. No, not Paul Thomas Anderson. The guy who directs every movie with Mila Djokovic in it, the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> Paul W. Anderson? Paul W.S. Anderson? He also played... Paul W.S. Anderson. He he was in a movie called Soldier, Jason Isaacs, directed by that, and he plays the villain in that movie. And they basically was like, uh, oh, we want the guy from, from The Patriot. And they're like, okay, we'll get, we want someone like the guy from The Patriot. And they actually got him. <laughs> they actually got the guy. And they're like, holy shit, we got the guy from The Patriot. He was he- also in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets as Lucius Malfoy. He was also in uh, Avatar. And he was in Peter Pan. Peter, which Peter Pan? The roughly around this era one. Um, oh, the, you know, the, the one with the was he Jeremy Sutton. He was Hook and he was the dad. Hook and the dad played the same, well, they were the same. Yeah, person. obviously. Yeah. Like, we all know Dennis Dennis Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> he's, the, yeah. he's the best Hook. Um, he's no black... Be- no, he's no Hook in Pan. Have you seen the no. new Pan? The, have you seen the new Pan? What? The new Peter Pan movie just called Pan, where it's the origin stories of Peter Pan and Hook where Hugh Jackman plays Blackbeard, the pirate, and he's the antagonist. But here's the thing. They have a young hook in it, and he has a hand and everything. And this guy just speaks out of, like, the corner of his mouth, and he's just like, Hi there, I'm Hook. And he's just like, jeez, I could play a better hook. Wait, so hook dancing was... skills, dancing skills. So Hook was his original name before? The... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Bartek, when I watched this, I thought of you with a comment that you made in Surf Ninjas, yeah. which is, is this just frictionless ground? <laughs> like, and then I realised, oh, it's the tuxedo. Yeah. Like, when he bent down. But at first, if you entered this movie not knowing anything about it, 
other than it's called a tuxedo with Jackie Chan, you would be like, holy shit, this guy can dance. Well, well, again, I remind you, I didn't realize that this movie was, you know, sci-fi, that the tuxedo so was magic. So you just thought he could dance so really I was, well. No, so I literally was wondering, what is going on? And I love this. He's like, Whoa! Like, oh, he's clearly talented. Like, <laughs> watching this again right now, I realized, oh, it was the suit. He wasn't that talented. I do like the, 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 the way that they build this suit up, right? You know, how they are... Uh, incorporate rules and regulations to it such as it has spoiler alert, it's achilles heel is lighters when the cigarettes <laughs> no cigarettes yeah. it automatically makes you dispense a lighter and light someone's cigarette so that's like it's kryptonite is is, is cigarettes <laughs> yeah that's, that's how the day is sort of saved okay. at the end would you consider this movie to be uh, it's a comedy obviously but what realm of comedy do you think it sits in most because for me there comes points where I get thrown out for a loop when it becomes a cartoon comedy, such as at the end, he stops the villain by getting a cigarette and puts it in Jennifer Love Hewitt's mouth, and he lights the cigarette, and Jennifer Love Hewitt, like, like does, like, the old-fashioned Looney Tunes sucking a cigarette, like, puffing it, like... Mm. It's like, Jesus, all right. Well, I feel like, like we Gen- Looney Tunes later. I feel like Jennifer Love Hewitt is the sole, uh, you know... <laughs> bringing in of that silly kind of comedy in this movie. Like, Jackie Chan, he's got, you know, his quirky little uh, yeah. mannerisms and all that, but she, I feel like sh- she's coming from a more scripted point of view. Yeah. Perspective. Do you find it weird that um, English is, like, the fourth language for Jackie Chan? It's not even one of his top two. Like, Jackie Chan knows other languages, and mm. English is pretty far down his list. Well, yeah, because I... I I can't remember what movie it was. I think it might have been Rush Hour Three. Most likely, yeah. in one of in the credits of some movie I've that I've seen the bloopers of. There, there was one line where Jackie Chan was saying something like, sort of, you know, like, naughty, you... funny, and he was saying to like the director, "Do you make me say something bad or something like that?" So I'm like, oh, so he doesn't fully know. No, he he wouldn't. Yeah. And I find it interesting because you know Jackie Chan is a really smart guy. Yeah, like he points out there are there are what. Burger King. Yeah, Burger King. And Yum. they're like, you guys don't do pizza. And it's like, holy shit, they do pizza. He's got but street smarts. Jackie he knows Chan about the man. Burger King. Yeah. I love Jackie Chan the man more than the actor. Like, have you heard, like, when he was young, he was a bouncer. And he punched out this guy. And he broke his own knuckle. And the knuckle bone went through the skin. Uh. And instead of going to the hospital or seeing a doctor, Jackie, for the, like, next week, was pushing the bone back in. It would slip out and he would push it back in. Then he saw a doctor and they said, oh, that's not your bone. That's someone's tooth. Ew. So he was trying to push this guy's tooth thinking it was his knuckle bone. Like, he punched the guy so hard, the guy's tooth got embedded into his knuckle. Shit. How, how does that make you feel? Makes me feel like a skateboard can turn really easily without, you know, <laughs> on top of it. And he didn't even flip over? Like, it <laughs> clearly would have. So, Harry Potter star in this, Lauren, you're a Harry Potter Jackie f- Chan? fan. Yeah, Jackie Chan. We all know him as, as James Potter. <laughs> Uh, oh Harry you know um, how do you feel about um, seeing Jason uh, you, you, you're a big Jason Isaacs fan by the sound of it you, like, you've seen bit, him in other movies yeah. I'll be honest I only really have seen his work in a few things this Harry Potter and Soldier and I guess Avatar The Last Airbender but like you know you know him a bit more do you like him as an actor I do. I just have a weakness for British actors, let's be quite honest. Yeah, that British actors? That's how you get in Lauren's pants, by being a British actor. I'm kidding. She, she, she's easy. Um, <laughs> oh, Lauren's surprised. But if I said that was a British accent, she'd be like, oh, you. It's okay, guys. Ryan's easy, too. I'm easy, too. I'm watching the tuxedo. How easy do you think I am? 
<laughs> yeah. So Uh-oh. this is okay. I was genuinely surprised by the sequence. Were you, Bart? Like, how did you feel about this sequence in which, like, he actually saves Jackie Chan? He's like, nah, out of the just way. run. What did you think was going to happen? Um, I sort of thought that they were going to get up and be like, "Well, shit, there goes the car." I didn't expect. What exactly happened to Jason? So he what happened is a... he he fell and he they're near these barrels and the shrapnel the shrapnel from the car hit him yeah. in the temple. Okay. That's what I gathered because he's already bleeding from yeah. the temple and you wouldn't bleed like that from the temple if you just fell on the ground. It would have to be shrapnel that hit you. Mm. And I do actually really think that this was this movie has a weird thing where it's balancing on a fine line between comedy and genuine terror. Because this, this was actually yeah. fucking terrifying. <laughs> the murder at the start, the murder that we're going to see with the water company people. Have we already seen that? Oh, no, no, no. We, we haven't got past no. And this <laughs> was actually genuinely like, holy shit, because he's just talking. He's like, you always hear these kind of stories about like people, how they... They, they think they're okay. They think they're okay, and then, and they're, then they're, they're just not. And it's like, this was actually genuinely terrifying. I thought, oh, no. like I thought he was actually going to die. Like, he has a head injury. And he's just like, I'm fine. And now he's like incoherent and shit. It's like, how did you feel about it? like thinking that he was going to die? Or did you know that he was going to be fine? I kind of assumed that... I, I basically wasn't jumping to any conclusions. I, I wanted to weigh it out and see what was happening. Mm. But like, they took him to the hospital and he wasn't dead immediately. So clearly they were either building up to a scene where he does die <laughs> or they were saying he's going to be fine. So... I'm laughing because the best character in the movie is about to show up, but I think we all know who this character is. Do you know about <laughs> Is it the late? I think, I, think we just, I think we just saw her. <laughs> okay, for, us, for you guys not paying attention, there's this old, old woman who's just calling out for this Dr. Angelo. Oh, I love this guy. He's like, I'm sure my dad had something to do with it. At least I hope so. Like, like What's his story, basically? Where is Dr. Angelo? Where is Dr. Like, Angelo? But you're saying it wrong. She's like, Dr. Angelo? Are you Dr. Angelo? And it just goes on and on. And throughout the whole scene, which is a very long scene, she's like, Dr. Angelo? I love... Bartek, you looked at the trivia, so you'd know the fun thing about this character. But you did not. No. There's a scene later where he goes to visit um, visit Jason Isaacs again in hospital. You remember? He yeah, has yeah, the yeah. balloons. He's yeah. like, this is the best I could do. They didn't have to get well. He says, I love you. You hear at the start of that scene, on the overhead speakers, <laughs> this old woman going, Dr. Angelo! <laughs> Dr. Angelo! It's like, I like her reaction. He's <laughs> like, oh my. I love the fact that Thanks to the trivia, I did not notice that when I first I watched it. I didn't notice it either. <laughs> and it's actually the smartest joke in the movie, <laughs> I think. It's so good because I loved her character. But I love... Think about it. She's in a hospital, in the emergency room. She somehow managed to get past all the nurses, staff members, and doctors, grabbed a microphone, and for a solid minute or more, <laughs> was on it going, Dr. Angelo! And no one stopped her. Like... The only reason we don't hear it in the full scene is because that fades away and we just listen to the dialogue. But if they didn't fade it away, she'd probably be in the background going, Dr. Angelo, and it would just be the greatest <laughs> scene ever. This scene is pretty good. Yeah. Because I we're don't now... like his hair, neither do I, quite frankly. I don't like the Doctor. He reminds me of Data from Star Trek, and that mm. angers me. Because he was too busy doing Master of Disguise at this time, so he couldn't have been in this. So... The villain, Bart. Like, we've had a lot of villains on the show. There's always an antagonist to a film. 
Could this be the greatest antagonist of them all? He's self-aware. Got to give him that. He's self-aware. He... He's very interesting. Yeah? I was going to say he's funny, but no, he's not really funny. He, he he's, really he's is funny. We're missing something. He's drinking the water. Oh, my God. I, I love the fact that this... He's m- crying because he's drunk the water. I love the fact that this movie was just like, oh, who's the villain? Water people. Like, <laughs> you know the old evil water companies? And there's a point where he's like, we're just as big, if not bigger, than oil companies. Like he and said, like, we are the oil barons. Yeah, we are the oil barons. But there's a thing where it's like, you know, we're bigger than they are. It's like, I don't... drying out. His bleeding lip. Uh, and I just love, he's just like, we're bigger than oil, we're the oil barons. I'm like, is, are they? Is this real? Or is this like, in this universe, people just buying bottled water more than oil? Uh, I don't think so. Do you, do you, Lauren, do you think that water is the new oil? No, because it's accessible anywhere. Yeah, but people buy it. So, hold on, his plan is to, you know, make it not as potent, but still make people, like, a little bit thirstier so that they keep buying the water, right? Well, I'm actually, no. No, I'm really confused. What I think his plan is... Oh, just to stop for a second, I got really confused when he did this. Why did he do this? (laughs) When I watched it, I'm like, okay, that was good. And there wasn't even a pun? Or, like, he's like... Have a hand, give a hand, guys, or whatever. Like, he didn't even make a pun. What I like in this, Sondheim, um, Springsteen, what was it? Springsteen. Yes, yeah, all these celebrities. What yeah. I'm saying is, his evil plan makes Sting. no sense, such as most plans. But what I got from it was, you think that he's going to poison the water supply to make everyone a little thirsty so they buy more water, but what he's actually doing, I think by what I got from Jennifer Love Hewitt at the end, is he's going to poison all of the other water supplies except for his own. Okay. So everyone buys only his water. Like, even natural water that you can get out of the tap will be poisoned. Only his water will be accessible, thus cornering the market, thus becoming the world domination leader. Because, think he wants... Remember, he wants world domination. They actually say world domination. He doesn't want, like, financial domination, which would be to minorly spoil the water. He's actually willing to kill millions upon millions of people. He's James Bond level bad, and that's why we have James Tong, which was a great little yeah, that was a great pun. pun at the end. <laughs> like you didn't realize that you needed that pun to be said. Like I didn't realize, of course, his name is Jimmy Tong, but never did it come up in my brain that he's going to be like, my name's Tong, James, James Tong. Tong, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> They wrote that so early on, you could tell. Like, they're like, oh, we're going to have a character with a great name like James Tong. Again, apparently, I don't know if it was was on IMDb or on some other place, but they said that, like, from the beginning, they're like, we need to, you know, make a pun on James Bond, and that would be the sole reason for naming him. Yep, pretty much. I would imagine what this movie would be like if you got another actor, because I think the thing about uh, Jackie Chan movies, even the ones he makes, they don't stand up very well without Jackie in it. Like, Jackie's the sole grace of this movie. He's, he always holds movies on his shoulders. Like, he holds this movie all on his own. Like, there's other people that do great. Jason Isaacs yeah. is fun. Jennifer Love Hewitt is amazingly grating. And on and on <laughs> it goes. But Jackie does it all on his own. Like, every movie, the Shanghai movies, uh, you know, Rush Hour. Well, no, I give Rush Hour, it's both of them. But really, like, he usually in these kind of movies, like, you know, The Spy Next Door, all these, he usually holds it all on his own shoulders, and it's because he's such a likeable guy. We were talking only mildly before about what we think of Jackie Chan. I love Jackie Chan. He reminds me of a friend of ours called Kien. 
because they're both oh, so Jen. because they're both so uh, innocent. Because Jackie Chan, I think what people like about him is he's always innocent. Like it's like he's always innocent and naive. Like he's never yeah. mean or harsh or yeah. brutal, and yet he does this brutal stylistic violence in most of his movies. But he's always the dumb guy. Yeah, like he's not. He's very. He's kind of afraid in this scene. <laughs> yeah, he's like, help, help! I don't like. And did you know Jackie Chan has like he has a great uh, uh, worry about dancing. Like he gets very uh, uh, bashful and shy about dancing on screen. But doesn't any everybody? No, not Christopher Walken. Well, oh, true. There was a, <laughs> there's a scene very much later on where you see a lot of Jackie Chan boot shaking. Oh my god, twerking. Uh, just just before I forget about that twerking scene, I, I'm going to bring it up when it comes up, but I just love the fact this movie throws you around with comedy. Like, what kind of style of comedy? When he twerks later, when he is the Emperor of Soul, the woman literally fingers his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> she touches his butt. She puts her finger on his butthole, not on his bum. She goes towards where the sphincter would be <laughs> and touches it and goes and wiggles the index finger a little. She okay, literally I'd have to have another tickles his butthole. <laughs> Lauren, she tickles his butthole. <laughs> she tickles his butthole. All right, all right. We'll laugh when it happens, Ryan. Jesus, we're only like, what, a few minutes into this episode? Oh, my God, she tickles his butthole. I'm so embarrassed. Just relax. <laughs> I forgot how funny that was. When I first saw it, I was so shocked. Also, my ad, why did they allow this to happen? She's clearly wearing a blue suit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Lauren, it's have you ever worked... It's definitely navy blue. Lauren, you've worked on, on in acting before. Have you done a movie? No, not yet. Hey, uh, have you done TV? No. Oh, Bartek, you've done movies. <laughs> yeah, TV. extras roles. Do you know the behind the scenes better than anyone here? Do you think it was a lapse of judgment on their part for them not to give her grey suit? You know, she's technically an extra, basically. Do you mm. think it was a lapse of costume Feature designer extra. judgment, or do you think this woman came in with her own, you know, with her own costume and she didn't realise she needed a grey suit, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll just film it. I'm pretty sure that costuming would be up to the costume department. Like, the extras that stuff that I've done, they're like, bring what you think would be appropriate, and then we'll decide what to keep and what to give you from us. So, both of them failed. Well, no, because the onus was really on the costume department. I love how that scene with the nice rack was basically a waste of space. Like, you could cut that yeah. out of the movie and yeah. there'd be no difference. We're, we're not given... You know, this is the cool thing about this movie. We're not getting all the details. She said, what, a change of plans? Mm. We don't know what the change of plans were. Why she, was there? She was plans? wearing the suit, so she was clearly getting ready, but something happened. And, you know, we don't period, know. probably. Lauren, you're a girl. Is that true? Do you cancel plans because of periods? No. Oh, I make I make events around my period, Ryan. We call them period parties, and everyone dresses up in period piece outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bartek. That that that's what got you. Like you're like, yeah, that's it. Well, I snickered. I didn't like. It look. got you. I didn't. It got go, you. It tickled butthole like you. <laughs> oh my god, she tickled his butthole. 
Don't bring it up. I'm gonna keep laughing because it's so weird. Right. I'll, I'll jump back. It's to, so weird. I'll, I'll jump back. I'll jump back to another thing you said earlier. You were talking about how you know you'd watch these movies for Jackie Chan. Yeah, Jackie Chan. It, it's almost like the movies that he's in, are almost like an exploitation movie of Jackie Chan. Like the movie mm. is you know kind of made around people wanting to see Jackie Chan. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. I was actually talking about this with my mum just the other day because we went to see the, a new Bollywood film with the one of the greatest Bollywood actors, Shadow Khan, and how in Bollywood culture people like really worship these actors. They're like yeah, are yeah. crazy about them. The the biggest Bollywood actor, Big B, Amitabh Bachchan, every Sunday people gather around his house and he has to like come out in his balcony, wave at them for a bit and then go back in. Wow. So like it That's and, me all the time with this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and my one of the actors who gets that a lot is this guy called Salman Khan. Oh wow. He's always in movies that really aren't that good but he's always, like, amazing in them and people go to watch these movies. So I, I made this, like, point, like, you know, in our Western culture, we make, you know, we try to put the movie first and then put actors in it most mm. of the time. Whereas in this Bollywood culture and probably this movie and Jackie Chan movies as well... In Asian culture, yeah. Yeah, you kind of centre the actor around the story. Yeah, but that's not uncommon in Hollywood movies. It's kind of like... It happens. Oh, it's kind of like, oh, we look... We, no, what's happening now is, you know who's who's the equivalent modern-day Jackie Chan in Hollywood ways? Not in, like... not He's not Jackie Chan, but what you're saying is, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There's so many movies where they're just like, oh... We'll make a movie so The Rock can be in it. Even if it makes no sense. Like, they're apparently doing... Now, this was a while ago, so I haven't checked on it, but they were going to do a remake of Big Trouble in Little China, a 1980s classic by John Carpenter with Kurt Russell. And they're like, oh, The Rock, we're going to have it as the, with The Rock. And they only did it because they like everyone loves The Rock so much that we want to all see The Rock in a good movie. Because, no offence to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but he's not... He's a great actor, but he's never really appeared in a really good movie. Like, one that's, like... The Fast and Furious like, movies like are a good. Like, heavy, a heavily dramatic role. Not a dramatic role, but one that's an iconic rock role. Like, you don't go, oh, yeah, The Rock's great movies, this, this, this. You know, like, The Rock's done mediocre movies, but he's fantastic in them. Was that's he, was what he I the guy think. who was in The Tooth Fairy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favourite rock appearance is in The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, where it's him and Samuel Jackson play, like, the Hollywood stereotype versions of action Hollywood detectives. And for no apparent reason, Samuel Jackson and Dwayne The Rock Johnson are on this, like, skyscraper, and they're like, they just point to the ground and, like, I'm going to beat you there. It's like, no, I'm going to beat you there. And they both just leap off the building and fall to their deaths. And you just hear the narration go that. like, nobody knows why they jumped off the building. <laughs> like, <laughs> were, they, were they like the two guys that the main characters like looking yeah, up Yeah, everyone to? looks up to because they're yeah. the heroes. And it's like I, Dwayne I, The Rock Johnson. I, they're I like, couldn't... I'll beat you there. It's like, where's he beating him to? Death? <laughs> yeah. I, I remember there being two guys. I just couldn't remember who they were. So we learned in this movie, Jackie Chan is really good at being choked with a rope around the and penis. She, and she has no senses. She's a fucking mess. La- Lauren, we, you know, uh, you know, we've watched this movie now. Would you say she's one of the greatest female characters ever no. portrayed on the cinema? And would you like to play her? No, I wouldn't like to play her. Why? If because I offered you, if I offered so... you fifteen million dollars, oh, probably do it Would you sell out your credibility? Oh yeah, oh. money. <laughs> I need money. Oh but... money. 
But no, like, seriously, how can she not see that he's being choked to death here? Because the suitcase. Because bloody hell. Now, there's a bit in this movie where she shows her boobies a little bit. Do you remember that bit where yeah, they're trying cleavage. to... Yeah, boobies. Um, for $15 million, would you do that? What, show my boobs? Not all your boobs. <laughs> cleavage. 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 I don't know. In a big Hollywood movie that you can buy 10 years, 20 years, 50 years after you made it, where your kids could access it easily. Not that Lauren has kids. She could. I don't know. She's pretty easy. So, you know, just say. Making a lot of assumptions, Ryan. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm her kid. Jeez. Sorry, <laughs> Mum. That's not an assumption, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bartek. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, we're talking about, like, oh, Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, before before we record this, I heard a really weird thing where I was watching this movie and I'm like, oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it. And I was really waiting for a very long time in the movie <laughs> for Jennifer Love Hewitt to appear. And it wasn't until, I think it's when she gets drowned in the pool later on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Jennifer Love <laughs> Hewitt. Because I'm not really familiar with her. I know her from the Ghost Whisperer and all that. So I'm used to what she looks like in that show and now, which is she's had a lot of plastic surgery. A lot of plastic surgery. So seeing her here where she's 23 years old. Our age. Our age. Whoop, whoop. She looks unrecognisable. Like, you could tell it's Jennifer Love Hewitt, but I, I'm not familiar with her. So I was like, oh, when's Jennifer Love Hewitt going to appear in this movie? And I'm like... Have I missed her? Have I missed the Jennifer Love Hewitt action? And then uh, I realised, oh, of course she's Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's weird. Mm. Do you find it weird she was 23 and Jackie Chan was probably like 50 years old? Or are you just used to that Hollywood convention? Yeah, it's a Hollywood convention now. I mean, they're trying to change it, but... Well, Jackie Chan's always 50 years old, guys. Yeah, Yeah, he doesn't really age. He's a bit immortal. Well, you know what they say about Jackie Chan... He drinks the blood of the innocent, and that's why he is so innocent and young. Mm-hmm. I think it's that thing, I think it's that thing, I can't remember, some comedian was saying, like, with Asian people, they look young, and then one day they wake up and they look like they're 100 years old. <laughs> like, there's no in-between age, it's just like, especially Chinese people, it's like, they're young and attractive like Jackie Chan, and then one day they wake up and they look like Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still badass. And they're still badasses, yeah. Or they become badass, either way. So, um, Bartek, you, you watched this for the first time last night. How did you feel watching it? And uh, did you have a favourite character other than Dr. Angelo Woman? Well, I really think it has to go to, you know, Jackie Chan because he's so charming and, like you said, he reminds us so much of our friend. Ken. We miss you, Ken. I do miss Ken. So, was there anything in this movie that took you by surprise? Anything that you you really want to talk about? You remember when we were doing the episode on The Wedding Date and I was talking about how the main character, a lot of her early lines were written to make her kind of a bit more comedic? Like, every line felt like it was a punchline or something? Yeah. I felt like they were trying to do a similar thing to Jennifer Love Hewitt in this movie. Oh, okay. Like, she's written so that, like, almost everything she does has sort of, like, a joke, Uh, you know, associated to her. That wording is weird, but... I don't know, and usually those kind of characters are really grating and annoying, like, 
you know, some character, some people might be able to pull it off because you know they got like some kind of, you know, special charisma or whatever. But yeah, but I didn't mind it so much with Jennifer Love Hewitt. She kind of sells it. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Can I just mention something? Keep an eye. Jackie Chan just fell in a truck. Yes. Remember that. Well, he fell no, into no, no, like no, a no, no. thing that a truck. Along. A truck. Yeah. It's a truck. Jackie Chan fell in a truck. Just remember that. Okay, for later on. But for now, can we focus on the fact that Jennifer Love Hewitt left her partner for dead? Like, she, in her right mind, she thought... She thinks he's dead. She, in her right mind, thought, oh, he fell to his death. She did not run down there to look at his body to make sure anything. Her first instinct was to... Get the leave, fuck out. Get the fuck out. And not only did she not care. Here's the thing about Jennifer Love Hewitt. Are we supposed to... Is she the antagonist? Uh, because when he's falling off screaming for help, she's like, oh no, my ring. Because <laughs> he's taking a ring. And he's like, oh, and he's falling. And she goes, no, my ring. And then yeah. he falls to his death. And her first instant is, oh, this wasn't in the manual. And she hates him for living. <laughs> he he survived this and she's so and, angry and at also, him. And also, how has she not seen Mr. Devlin before? Like, she'd know what, honestly, well, in real just, life, she'd know what he'd actually look no, like. No, because she all she was scientist. was a water scientist. My favourite part is when she's talking to the super secret agent, field agent chick, and she's like, oh... Oh, what do you think of the accent? It's like, oh, I can't understand a word that man... No, he's English. She's like, oh, I can't understand a word that man's saying, but isn't his accent so sexy? And she's thinking, like, yeah, Jackie Chan's accent is sexy. <laughs> like, his innocent little voice. Like, Jackie, I would say Asian uh, accents aren't sexy. They can be, but I don't think Jackie Chan's is sexy. It sounds like a child. Like, no offense but he's got this innocent little childlike thing where this childlike wonder in his voice, and... She's like, oh, it's sexy, not knowing that she's not talking about... She's talking about Jason Isaacs. And the other chick's like, yeah, it is. Like, what? It's I this can't... scene, yeah. This. <laughs> so, it, this scene is... I mean, not this scene. This movie's written interestingly because the whole, you know, shtick kind of is that Jackie Chan, it's, it is his first time, you know, on the field and he's a rookie and he doesn't really know stuff about, you know, what to do. Mm. And usually in these kind of cases... He'd be paired off with someone who is a veteran, but he's mm. paired off with someone who isn't. It's also her first time. And yeah. Like, her reactions of how you cost us this mission and all that would usually sound like a veteran you yeah. know, character saying, you're it's like a her rookie, first you don't time. deserve to be here. But it, it, it's really jarring. Yeah, it is. It is jarring. You know what's really jarring? The lack of bras in this movie. Um, barely any of them wear any bras, and it, like, look, Lauren, 2000s were a different time. I remember it was a time where you watched the you know, late 90s, 2000s, women just didn't wear bras. No, they didn't wear them as much back then. I don't know why. Like, they did in the 80s friends. and 90s, but then mid-90s yeah. when Friends came on, everyone was like, no bras. But here's what makes me annoyed about this. Like, I'm not complaining, but it's just like Jennifer Love Hewitt's character at point doesn't wear bras, and it just seems like her character... No, she's, no she's I'm saying at points. At points. She's definitely just, wearing a bra in that. I'm just saying her... Steps. Oh, here it is. Dr. Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, a character like her who's uptight bitch, wouldn't she always be wearing a bra? Like, it just seems like for a character like that, she would always be wearing... Because she's, they're very, you know, they're very straight-laced. Not, she's only not wearing a bra when she's wearing those uh, that dress, the blue yeah, dress. Yeah, the, the sexy blue dress. Yeah. And that, I think, Dr. is because the, because of the make of the dress and you the style of the bras. dress, you can't wear a bra with it. What a Greek tragedy. I know. 
She should be in Screwballs. Screwballs. I miss you. So is this a subplot about how this guy's in love? That's with what her? I was yeah. saying earlier. His 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 whole thing in the movie is, I don't know. Does he does he want her back as a scientist? A, or is he being a dick? I, I can't didn't tell. He, didn't he come up with the whole nice rack thing? Yeah, he was one of the guys. So it's kind of like, but he looks so sincere. I don't know what his motivation is. I like how he just slaps him in the face with with this. He's just like. What are you doing in here? This whoosh. <laughs> and Jason Isaac, it's clearly not him. And I, like, I like how all of it, whenever he <sighs> says the water strider thing, the subtitles actually say what he's saying. What? Wal- Walter, Walter strider. strider. No, 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 no. Jackie Chan thinks it's Walter Strider, and that's what, what Jackie Chan is saying. But Jason Isaacs is saying Water Strider, and his subtitles are showing that. Yeah. Well, when I heard that scene, I actually did hear him say water. And I'm like, oh, he's saying water. It's not like he is actually saying Walter. He's just, you know... He just wants a glass of water. No, he's saying water, and then he puts his hand in the water. But I didn't know what a water strider was, so I'm like, water strider. And I'm thinking, what's strider getting confused for? Is it, like, water rider, water glider? I was thinking the exact same thing. I thought that both words. Water striker? Like, you know, like, I'm like, what's happening? I thought... I, 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 like, knew... Okay, this is clearly a thing where he's mishearing. And uh, the first one's clearly water. What's the second word? But no, with then water strike. This guy looks like Michael Caine's weird nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine's weird relative. This joke was sort of lost on me because he was saying like all these presidents. Yeah, really. He pays them like seven dollars. Seven dollars. I, I I forgot that like. What what presidents were there? Those Lincoln, Washington. And, yeah, Benjamin is not the, just a millionaire, a billionaire. Yeah. I, yeah, I was I was thinking of the Benjamins. Benjamins are like the hundreds. Mm. So I got the presidents mixed up. I'm like, oh, he's they're really stingy. See, how good would it be if the doorman was here and he's just like, ah, it's you again, man. Oh, he didn't even sound like that, but I've just made it this characteristic that he sounds. You see, like with this. a dress like that, you Billies. can't wear a bra. And this guy's head. Oh my <laughs> fucking! That guy's fucking. Face. Okay, like so I like how he's like, "What's happening, Snowman?" Like he's gone <laughs> Snowman. But here's something: Did we ever expect James Brown to no. appear in this movie? Because I know I didn't. No, he was in Blues Brothers. I thought, like, holy shit, he's actually in this movie, and not only is he in this movie, they brutally <laughs> beat the living shit out of James Brown because he was insisted s- on touching him on the shoulder because he was 69 years old when this came out and she was 23 she's probably like oh my god this is the most famous person I've ever met and she's standing next to Jackie Chan 23 that's literally one third of 69 wow she's like a third <laughs> of his age and he's hitting on her Jackie Chan is just like okay, and now like oh bam, bam. and that, and now Bruce, I mean now now um he, Jackie Chan has killed James Brown. You almost call him Bruce Lee. <laughs> I know. I almost said Bruce Brown. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's combining. Because there's thought... a line that he says where it's like not all Chinese people are Bruce Lee. It's, it's like hard. Oh, it's funny because you're Jackie Chan. <laughs> like fucking hell. I thought okay, honestly, I thought for some reason when they're like we'll make a distraction. I honestly thought the tuxedo was going to mimic his clothes. And for some reason, because you know this tux has magic powers, I thought it was going to transform oh, him into James Brown. Brown. I did not think all his plan was was just to walk out and sing. I thought he was going to be... Tra- like, the tux later on camouflages, which yeah. is weird, and it also camouflages his face. So the idea of him actually transforming into someone else is not that ludicrous. 
So I thought he was going to walk out as James Brown. Like, there's going to be this morph effect. And he's like, James Brown. But it wasn't. It really wasn't. Uh, so, Bartek, you know how this film is full of sh- strong female characters? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're about to meet the strongest one. <laughs> like, physically, with her thighs. She nearly crushes Jackie Chan's head with her thighs. <laughs> I really like this character, though. The- I loved her. I, I thought she great. should have been the sidekick. <laughs> she's hilarious. <laughs> Although one of your favorite, well, not your favorite, but there's a character in the audience you like. Isn't that right, right? The villain? Or- no, no, the, some black guy you said. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's, okay. The crowd have, like, booed him. They're like, this sucks. And now he's singing, get up. You know, he's like, get up wake up all that he's like get on up get on up and there's this black guy there he is he's just woken up from soul so you said that he passed out when Jackie Chan appeared he booed he went boo and then like put his head on the table and then he goes get on up and he wakes up from soul music and that's <laughs> and he's like, really happy did you see him yeah. he looked like holy shit soul music's happening and he just like gets on up and look at her I love I wrote oh white people in my notes <laughs> my girlfriend was watching this and she was like what, would James Brown have backup dancers like that and I go he would have black ones but black up dancers no black up dancers because look only one of them is like the other one's why i'm like james brown would have all black like all of it black yeah uh, maybe maybe and he would have them like in a more james brownian outfit style than like vegas well they're sleeves. an emperor outfits ryan that's all right he's all called he's also <laughs> called the emperor of soul so do you know you know the joke? someone wrote this do you know well do you know the joke about him being called the emperor uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i saw that on on the trivia but do tell us so, audience, this movie's called The Tuxedo, and the main character is wearing oh, a no. tuxedo. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Sorry, Bartek, but he's wiggling his butt, and we're going to see the butt touch. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're going to see where she touches. <laughs> she stuck a fingernail on his butthole, and... I don't know. He, he was shaking it so hard it could have just been the cheek. No, it was the butthole. Like it it's wasn't funnier the cheek. if it's the butthole, but I don't know. It if was it is. the butthole, but well, he doesn't. <laughs> I think it would be funnier if he had to touch it. I would think it would be funny, but go on, Bartek. You're saying tuxedo. Yes, the the joke about you know him being called the emperor. What black and white animal that looks like is wearing a tuxedo? Is a tuxedo is like associated to the idea of emperor? Pandas. Yes. <laughs> Emperor penguins. Oh my god. He's a nun. I like how James Brown wakes up from his own music. He's like, holy shit, that ain't me. Where's James Brown now? He's clearly woken up. I thought he was going to come out and be like, yo, sucker, and like punch him or something. And then Whoa. the suit would. I like, she's like, whoa, slut. <laughs> okay. What is wrong with Jennifer Love Hewitt's character? Okay, now this movie is great. Did you know four people wrote it? Four. Four? Four. Oh, that's how many wrote, like, Austin Powers. Well, did they write, like... A, there one, was an actual review. Did they write a quarter of it each, and how this is how the story doesn't I, really connect? I think that's the why there's four the stories. Um, yeah. There's a review. I don't think I took it, but one of the reviews actually said, this is, I prefer this over Austin Powers. <laughs> I'm like, good Aww. for you. Okay. They're like, it's way more subtle. I'm like, fucking A. But, I guess. But <laughs> Austin Powers is a parody. Four people... Four people wrote this, and four of them all agreed. Yeah, he she fingers his butthole. She fingered his butthole, and, and the director said, "Cut." 
That was good. Jackie, you shake that ass. It was really great. Um, darling, next time, could you please make it more obvious that you're fingering his butthole? Looks like you're fingering his butt cheek. We want it clearly butthole. Okay, now, I know I've been doing a lot of talking, but here's a big argument I had last night. Is she talking about water or wine? Because that looks like water. I'd say it's she's, water, because she says gentle bouquet, and then she's like, earthy, ethereal. Ethereal. But yet again, it's like, Bart's like, oh, they were drinking, they were drinking water, yeah? Because I don't have an argument, they're like, oh, no, it's wine. Why would she be talking about water in such a, like, you know how people talk about wine? It's like, remember, Martek, she knows a lot about water, and so does he. Yeah, I really didn't give a shit, but I guess thematically it would make sense if it was water. See, I'm upset that you didn't give a shit, because this is an unappreciated masterpiece. You need to give a shit about these little details, because these are things that makes a movie from being good well, to great. Mind you, I said the I didn't. fingering the butthole, great. Boobs, great. And the fact that she's talking about water, like wine, well, Perfect. it's glorious. Like I said, I didn't give a shit, but now that I realise, you know, what they were playing with here, that the fact that it was water, hmm. obviously, I give a shit now. Oh, obviously, yeah. I like how he's basically about to come in his pants. <laughs> and then my favourite moment happens. It's one of my faves. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> which is what we all like to call a good friend... The cock block. <laughs> <laughs> he's just there and he's like, I, let's go. I really like how into it he really was this whole time, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Her name's Dublin. Oh, CSA. Oh, bloody hell. And he looks so, he looks genuinely disappointed. Like, oh, I was about to have my penis inside of her vagina. <laughs> now I just have to have my penis in my pants. Disappointment. I guess I have my hot fiance. I like how he's like, Oh, uh, this is my vapid fiance. I think her Mine's name's Tart Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl or Charlotte or something or other. It's like I think I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, the things are like unfortunately or something. So he's a villain. He's one of the best because he's one of the one of those villains on the show in on the show that we've had done so far. That was bad. Um, that we've done on the show so far in which he's so self-aware that he's a villain. Like, he just doesn't give a shit. Like, he's just one of those villains that's evil for the sake of being evil. Like, we've had antagonists before that are evil, but usually they're doing it for money or power. This guy's just like, I'm evil. Like, I'm evil. I'm going to rule the world because the plot says so, and I'm accepting that. <laughs> like, he's just... There was a reference to the butthole. She did this. Yeah. See, Bartek? <laughs> She's going to give him a little bit of a butthole. Oh, I interpret that as... Come here. No, it was clearly about holes. A beckon, you could say. <sighs> now... What is it with you and bras, Jackie Chan asks. Yeah, right? Now, lack of them. Now, Lauren, like I said, you're, you're a girl. Um, I'm glad. I'm you, glad you didn't realise. Do you, right. do you yeah. relate to all three female characters? <laughs> I probably more or less relate to... The one who... The butthole one? No, not the butthole. Or Jennifer... <laughs> Jennifer... Love Hewitt. You the other to one. Love Hew- no, the, the other one. From The other em- one from the CSA. Empire Records. Yes. The one that you're like, who the fuck is she? Yes. <laughs> you often look in the mirror and go, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. What am I? Oddly enough, not related to this movie, I was at a party, an event, with a couple of friends of ours, and there was a girl I met there called Verity, and she looks exactly like Lauren. 
And I spoke to her thinking that she, you it was. I was secretly at this party. No, was I? I spoke to her thinking that she was related to you. And then I'm like, ah. Oh. I even said, oh, how's Lauren? And she's like, who? I'm like, aren't you Lauren's relative? And she's like, no, who's Lauren? And then, like, everyone else at the party that knew you was like, you look exactly like Lauren. It's creepy. <laughs> so, Lauren, to make you feel better, there's other women who look like you in the world. How does oh, that make hey. you feel? Nope, that's how I made her feel. Like, dead, <laughs> dead silence. Now she's like, there's competition, Verity. <laughs> Surprise, Lauren's not actually on the show. It's Verity herself. And now you just change your <laughs> voice and you're like, I'm an actress. <laughs> so Bart's like, we have, have we actually had a sex scene on the show? Like in a movie? Hmm. Have we actually watched a sex scene? Let me think. I don't think so. I don't think we've actually watched a sex no. scene. But this is getting close. Uh, it's not a sex scene, but we kind of saw an aftermath sex in... Sorority Boys? Oh, wait, I'm... we've seen sex scenes in Sorority What's Boys. The... Yeah, we... Kangaroo Jack? No, the... Bend it like Beckham, sort of, like in a car. Oh, no, that was a sex scene, actually. We've seen lots of sex scenes in this movie, actually, and this show. Lauren's just looking dumbfounded, like, I don't remember the Bend it like Beckham sex scene. Have you not watched... I haven't watched... Have you watched not Jerk Him Like Beckham, Lee Paul (laughs) Maroney? In which she's jerking him like David Beckham by just doing his voice. (laughs) Where she's, like, jerking him, he goes, I love you. (laughs) I don't know how he sounds, I can't remember, it's been a while. So, did you think... I'm jacking you! (laughs) He's cockney in my universe. (laughs) I'm jacking you! He's cockney and not subtle in my universe. I've got a serious case of the giggles in this episode. He's just like, butthole tickling and jacking you. I just love it. Uh, Surprise, she was wearing a bra. I remember I was a bet that she's not wearing a bra. I was really surprised that she was wearing a bra, and it's a nice bra. It matches her outfit. Don't you agree? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, yeah. now, guys, this is when I realized it was Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> when she drowned is when I realized. I'm like, oh, now I rec- for some reason I only recognize her when she's... Drenched. Drenched in submerged in water. He's got a good boob grab there. So <laughs> look at him. He's got, a, he's got a good like that actor had a fine day ahead. And this is when they were natural too, or somewhat Ooh. more natural. She's got fake tits now. So so he can say to himself, I'm one of the few guys in cinema who's grabbed real Jennifer Love Hewitt boobs. Yeah, you know, how do you how do you feel about that, guys? He will never get that experience. He looks a little bit happy? <laughs> no, he looks a little bit like this. Notorious YouTuber. Oh, that classic YouTuber, Ray William Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, I did not realise that she kissed him on the nose. I thought, like, he got hit on the nose and he had, like, a little bloody nose. I know that, but like I said I did not realise that. Jesus Christ. She put her lips on his nose and Uh, she did a sucky thing. I did not know vaginal lips could suck. (laughs) Jesus. Well, now you, you said you knew that, fucker. Lauren's just like, holy crap, what have I entered into? It's called A World of Whimsy with Jackie Chan. Speaking of what the fuck. <laughs> that really confused I thought he was actually going to pull up his pants during it, but he never did. So the interesting thing about, like, Jackie Chan and, like, fight scenes in his movies are, like, he, he always has, he, well, he always, I haven't actually seen too many, to be honest, but, like, he, he usually has, like, a shtick in some of the funnier ones. Like, this one is... 
uh, fighting while getting dressed. And later on, there's one where he's like fighting while keeping a little glass pressed against Jennifer Love Hewitt's body. Yeah. It's like he's always like adding little challenges. Like, I'll do a fight, but I'll do it. Yeah, no. Well, that's a famous thing. There's this great YouTube video, which I might link on the page, which is about the art of Jackie Chan fights and why the why his Asian ones work far superior to the American ones. But the core thing is, like, obviously we've already talked about it, is he's always the foil. He's always the dumb guy. He's always the victim. Uh-huh. He rarely ever starts a fight. But the fact is, what makes it funny is he does set these little challenges for himself. These really little physical challenges. Like, there's one where he's got to hold a stack of plates, but he's still fighting everyone. And all this stuff. He does set, like, these weird physical challenges for himself, or they're set for him. And it's always interesting, because you're focused on... Well, he's going to... Because sometimes action can be a bit boring. Like, oh, you know that he's going to kick their ass. But it's always kind of like, can he kick their ass, yet also still get his pants on? Well, he's full suit on. Yeah, he's full suit, but, like, for most of it, it was him trying to get his yeah. pants on. And this is when I realized, like, after this, I'm like, holy shit, that's Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I felt really embarrassed. Oh, these old people. This is... <laughs> I love old people in movies. <laughs> They're always great. They're never like old people in real life. I wish you met old people who were like this, where they see this incident, and then they like, let's have hardcore sex. Like, that's what yeah. it's indicating. She's like, come on, get going. And he's like, holy shit, I have to I try would, and get an erection. I would, re- <laughs> I would really like in, like, five years, someone would remake that scene. Like, But, like, not not give us the context of this is like a remake of a scene from the tuxedo. It's just two old people walking in a corridor. All of a sudden, an Asian man and a little <laughs> American no girl run out. And, like, run. It's like, whoa, that's weird. And then a blonde woman who's, like, almost fully naked yells out, and come back and be like what is this really weird, weird artsy movie side oh thank you for saying that I was sitting here before you guys arrived for the podcast going is this an art movie because this movie's really peculiar in its editing some might call it Ryan it's not art it's lazy editing and I say how dare you because Jackie Chan is so good that he transcends the editing booth but there's points where people are on buildings there was a point we've already seen where she's telling him about the gun, and there's a point at the end where Jason Isaac's on the roof with mm. a microphone, and you hear them talking, but if you look, you can clearly tell the actors aren't moving their mouths at all. And I'm like, is this an art piece? Is this Jackie Chan's Magnolia? Is this Jackie Chan's David Lynchian film? It deals a lot with the cerebral. How do you feel, guys, about the idea that this is Jackie Chan's art house movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say? It's... Could you imagine if there was a sequence shot in black and white for no real reason? It wouldn't be surprising. Like a fight scene, like black Tarantino and... style? Black and white like his tuxedo. Oh my god, and then his tuxedo's in colour during the fight? <laughs> Bring up all this really deep stuff in such a short time, I'm just trying to... Digest it all. I'm trying to digest it all. Well, Take why, it all why are you talking about that? Why are you thinking about that? I really like your idea of this old people movie. And you should call it, like, um, funny bones or old bones or something, rather, because they're going to get their bone on later. And imagine it, like, they... Oh, how cool would it be? It's like, okay, they're, they're, they're celebrating their... What's a really old number anniversary that's actually realistic? Like, their 60th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are won a trip to, to this hotel, blah, 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 Vegas, wherever they're at. And it's them on their journey, and it's like a road trip movie, and they get in a whole bunch of foils and whatever, and then they get there, 
and they see that sequence, but we oh, don't get the context. This is when everything unravels. Holy crap! It's unraveled. They get the con. We never get the context in that movie. It's just like it's one of those movies where it relies on you to know the tuxedo, <laughs> and then it's like their journey after that experience and how they encounter other things that happen in the tuxedo as well, but like not very much. <laughs> like they're with the doorman. They encounter the doorman, and he's like the brother-in-law, and he's like, and she's like, "It's good to see you again, Anthony." And he's like. Yeah, you know, call me Tone Tone. That's what I like to be called. <laughs> and, then, and then he's just like, have you met my son? And it's just Paul Giamatti in the doorman's outfit. And he goes, thanks, Dad. It's me, Paul Giamatti. And his, like, partner is the snowman. <gasps> oh, my God. And they go there to see their son, who is the snowman. <laughs> yeah, to see James Brown's last show. And he's like, after the first one where I didn't perform, you know... Due to weird circumstances that are like worded in a really weird and way. And they're like, oh my god, did you hear about this Emperor of Soul last night? I wish he's on tonight. And then they see him and they're like, oh my god, that's the Emperor of Soul. We love you. Now let's shag. And then it becomes a hardcore por- porno. <laughs> old people porn. What, Lauren? Do you think old people can't get their jiggy on? <laughs> I like how they clearly transport scientific equipment in the middle of a gala party mm. and just like why don't they do it conspicuously or before like the party or before the party started or while there's no one around that all of it all of it. <laughs> I like how there's that guard that we just saw briefly he's the exact same haircut as that guy that he hated earlier in the movie with a haircut it's like oh they're gonna kill this guy because he has a haircut again what coconut head yeah coconut head <laughs> So, Lauren, tell us about your experience watching this movie. Did you cry? No. Lauren? I didn't cry. Lauren, you can be honest with us. Bartek, I actually didn't cry. La- Lauren, we know that you cry during movies. It's okay. Your, your secret will be safe with us on this podcast that's available on <laughs> don't, iTunes. Don't tell, don't tell, don't tell. I didn't cry. Sounds like you cried. I didn't cry. What bit did you cry at? Was I didn't it when cry. he said he was, was it when he said he was horny? Because <laughs> I cried. <laughs> Sounds like you're really upset about it. Like you're really torn up about it. What part <laughs> made you cry, Lauren? Was it was it when he said he was horny? <laughs> or was it when Bill Murray didn't appear in this movie? <laughs> what part made you cry? Was it when Jason Isaac started bleeding from his Probably. head? You're like, no, no, you're supposed to be a good person, Malfoy. Yeah. On, those, villains. on those stairs right there, it's a really good thing that Jennifer Love Hewitt was already down at the bottom then because Jackie Sandler would have just slid and ass first, hit her behind <laughs> and knock her on the front. Oh my god. Can we haven't even talked about this guy. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned not liking him at one point. <laughs> fucking Okay. In each great movie there's always an a, a person that you hate. I hate this doctor so much. As much as I love, love Jennifer Love Hewitt in this movie. So that that's, says a lot. I hate him. There's a bit where she like says a lot about how he can't get a girl. And he just, <laughs> she, just, she just doesn't stop with that. <laughs> he does. Now here's a compliment. Lauren, I know why you cried. It's because this movie ended and it felt like it wouldn't end. Is that right? <laughs> Is that something about movies? This movie is relatively short. It's an hour and 38 minutes with the credits. So it's hour and 30 minutes, most likely all up. And it feels like it goes forever. And that's a good thing. And when it does end, it feels like you've left 
Hobbiton, you know, it feels like you've left New Zealand. It feels like you've left this magical world and you'll never be able to revisit it again unless you watch the movie again. And that's why we're doing it today, aren't we? Lauren, you were upset. Like, look, I didn't want to say it. Like, Lauren's like, I didn't cry. She phoned me late last night, <laughs> blubbering, going, why did it have to end, Ryan? I miss Jackie Chan and Jennifer Love Hewitt's rock star chemistry. The villain, he was so emotional and three-dimensional. He's almost as... He's a better villain than any Marvel movies had up to date. I miss him. I miss him so much. Can they please make the Tuxedo 2? And Winter this is a lie. This no, what? Lie. No, this actually happened. And you're like, lie. Lauren, don't be shy to admit that you phoned me up at <laughs> 1.30 in the morning, crying, eating ice cream, going, Why did it have to end? <laughs> Where did the doorman go? It was a whole roller coaster. I had to talk her out from jumping off a roof. You know, it was really, really emotional stuff. Uh, yeah. It's funny because if she did jump, she'd be dead. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren would be dead. She's actually dead now. She's just Lauren's ghost that joined. It's Ver- Verity. We already said this earlier. Unfortunately, Lauren couldn't make it on the show. She killed herself after watching this movie. She killed herself to death. We hallucinated her voice this whole time, but for some reason it shows up in the recording. I'm actually way. really good at impersonations. Mm. I'm Lauren! <laughs> How do you feel about Ryan, that? Uh, your voice is slipping a bit. How do you feel about that, Lauren? Alright. That's Lauren. Everyone, she's gone now. Should I do my impression of Lauren? Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Lauren, Lauren Tice. I was on Thunderpants. My name sounds like Thighs. Do you get annoyed when people mispronounce <laughs> your last name? Because I know Bartek and I do. Because my name's Slowinski and yours is... I can't even remember how to pronounce yours. It's been so long since I've heard you pronounce it, Bartek. Fuck is my last name. <laughs> Isn't it... I can't remember. It's like Kaspershak or something or other. Kaspershak. Yeah. It's that middle part that I can't get. Sure. It? Yeah, it's that. It just can't... And I'm like Slowinski and people add cues to it. I'm like, where the S- fuck did a cue come from? With Bartek... Slowinski. They actually do. It's weird. Well, with you, you, you got this weird name where you read it and you're like, "Do I say thighs?" Because it's like, what is it? T H Y U S Y S. You. It's thighs. <laughs> Lauren thighs. Have you been called that one? What's the weirdest? I think we did this when you're on Thunderpants. But what's the weirdest pronunciation <laughs> of your last tuhuis? name ever done? Thighs. Thighs. Lauren and thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you drive off a cliff when you heard that? You're like, oh, no, Lauren and Thweez. <laughs> this poor guy. I also felt sorry for this guy. And what I love is at the end of the scene, Jackie Chan's like, like finish doing your business. <laughs> he literally did finish. He flushed. Let him wash his hands, Jackie. Jesus Christ, well, I mean, Jackie. Ja- I get it. You don't know English very well and you got freckly shoulders, but Jesus, get it together. Well, he never said, go back in there. No, he did. He's like, go back and finish your business. Like, he pointed at the door and goes, go back. We'll see it. We'll see it right now. He's just like, I love, yeah, these are my roommates too. Is his roommate the African guy that we saw at the start? No, because he leaves. He leaves with Clark Devlin. He leaves at Clark Devlin's house. So he's he's wearing Clark Devlin's underwear. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. He gives him room and board. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I like how he's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> See, that got me. <laughs> no, and also... What, in his and the little great. emotion on his face. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> like, he's still dancing. How did I miss that? <laughs> he reminds me of Kevin Spacey. No, the music at this party... Yeah. It's very 2000s. Like, you know, it's got the, what is it, sandstorm in the background. Oh, yeah. I love it. I like how he's choking it. I like, his whole, his whole acting in this sequence is on par, isn't it, Bartek? Like, like, he's dancing and he's just like, yeah, I don't care. I dance. I, I realise that now because I don't know why I missed that dance. He reminds us of our first ever guest, Will Brooks, if he <laughs> danced. That's how it makes me feel. So... Devlin, I thought, was going to be the antagonist because his name is Devlin, like devil. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like, oh, surprise plot twist. The villain rips off his face mask and he was actually Devlin all along. He was actually polluted water. Did you think that he, Devlin was actually going to come back at any point? Like, I know he does come back, but like come back to help the plot? Or did you think it was like, oh, he's out for the whole movie and it's just Jackie? Well, I've kind of already mentioned already that um, I said already twice... Already, already, yeah. Um, all right, all right, because, all right, all right. Because they didn't immediately kill him, I assumed that he would come back at some point. I didn't think that he was going to be a villain or anything like that. Oh, water. So, yeah, but I thought he was... Lauren, am I insane? Yes, Ryan. Um, <laughs> to think that he was actually going to come back and help the plot. I kind of wanted him to. Because you like hot British... You like British actors. We already heard your panties drop on the floor when he came on screen, Lauren. Jeez. I thought we were talking about Rupert Grint. (laughs) Fun fact. Listen to our Thunderpants episode, but Lauren really likes Rupert Grint's legs. And he was like 13 years old in that movie. 12, actually, I think. Jesus Christ. He still has good legs. Does this guy have good legs? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Uh, Sims is his name, right? Yeah, Dr. Sims. What kind of name is that? Because I think he's German, right? He's supposed to be Austrian or German. He's got a little accent. He's like, well, yeah, little, because the actor really put in 110%. <laughs> I love how she just goes, no, nah, there you go. And he's so offended. He's like, oh, no, you're so wrong. And he just comes in and he's just so childish. Like, at this point, we've taken him somewhat seriously. But now he's just like, I am literally a child. Like, this is Spy Kids <laughs> level villain. Yeah. yeah like, he would have been Floop Scientist. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, in this movie, there's been... Here's the thing. Like I said, comedy. It goes from this kind of comedy to... Brutal, brutal, brutal deaths. Like, the villain dies horribly. Mm. Bugs swarm inside of his mouth Don't and eat him it. out. No, sorry. And they eat him out from the inside. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's more extreme than what happened to the coconut head guy. Yeah, and that was. Uh, but now he's distracted by boobs. And then there's not even that good of a dress for boobies. Her dress earlier no, was I think great. he was more distracted by the fact a girl was touching him and gradually getting no, down there. And he was looking at his, her breasts. Mm. The camera lingered on her breasts. Someone directed this. Someone directed this. Someone's like, okay, guys, we've got to get a good shot of her breasts. Get it in focus. Oh, look, we've got it in focus. And she's like, are you guys good? Nope, need a bit longer. Just, mm, just jacking it off. 
Mm. And then I you find, find out it was David Beckham was the I director. find this plot point so stupid, how she just gives him the suit. Like, technically, she should not have done that, like, at all. She it's should have just thrown stupid. it in the water. But it's Clark Devlin's. Yeah, but she, at this point, is on her own. She's like, oh, she's phoned in the S- uh, CSA. So she knows Jackie Chan's the a liar. The Canadian Space Agency, according she to knows, She knows that Jackie Chan's a liar by this point, so she's not expecting him to come back. And we're not expecting him, as the audience, to have another suit, but we should have known. And, you know, so she gives him the suit for what reason? She should have just chucked it in the, in the water. If she chucked it in the water, it would have probably killed all the larvae and problem solved. Mm, yeah, but yeah, it would be waterproof. I mean, it can fly later. Mm. Remember how we discovered this suit can fly? And it's like all these problems could have been solved. Oh, you mean the anti-gravity thing? Yeah, like, but like, the anti-gravity thing was used so he can fly up to the roof, right? But, like, this guy actually flies like a superhero with his. Like, Jackie earlier, he didn't any gravity made him float straight to the roof. Like, it was, like, reverse grab. it didn't even really look like that. It looked like he was climbing like a spider-chan. Yes. <laughs> you stole my puns. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, in my notes, I made a lot of spider ch- like, uh, jokes about, like, just including Jackie Chan in words. Like, at the start... He's a cab driver, so he's Cabby Chan. And then he was climbing around, so he's Spider Chan. And then this last sequence, he's going to have a fight very similar to Batman versus Superman kind of fight. So it's like Batman v Super Chan. And I was very proud of myself. It's, it's Ryan's uh, take that to Barbie. You know, you got like the Barbie who works as a you know, nurse, Barbie works as a fashion all that. But it's Jackie Chan instead. Yeah. Jackie Barbie or Barbie Chan. I like how he lets them think that they've kicked his ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is all a ruse. Like, he's allowing this to look. And you know what I love? He's incredibly sweaty uh, in this next shot. Like, in this shot of him that you see where he puts his hand on his, I mean, his foot on his throat or whatever, Jackie Chan looks like he has been left in the desert for. A long time, and he's about to explode from sweat. It's insane. And then the next shot, he's not sweaty. Like, did he tactically make himself sweaty? Like, to ruse? There's a ruse? Well, the villain wants him to dehydrate a little bit. Yeah, so he's like, take that. Look, look, look. Sweat. He's not that sweaty in this shot. Look at him. He's not that sweaty in this shot. And the next shot, he's... No, 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 no. no. But wait, you'll see it. You'll see the shot. There it is. Look how fucking drenched he is. He's so drenched. (laughs) Like, where did that come from? When you stand really close to the villain, you feel dehydrated. Spoiler alert. There's a bit in Batman v Superman where Batman puts his foot on, on Superman like this. Is this an inspiration for Batman vs. Superman? Clearly, I think so. Yeah. Zack Snyder loves Jackie Chan. You know, originally, Batman was going to be played by Jackie Chan, you know, in the Batman vs. Superman one. And it was going to be, like, this whole thing of, like, you know, Jackie Chan was going to work his way up and be like, okay, and he wanted to fight Superman because he wasn't Asian. And he was like, I'm going to fight him. But then they decided, nah, let's be friendly because Jackie Chan's an innocent guy and Batman's a brooding guy. So they just went with Ben Affleck instead. Which was a weird choice. Oh, thank God someone <laughs> punched him, Lauren. <laughs> so, Lauren, who was your favourite character in this in this flick? Oh, God. I don't know. He's not in this movie. This isn't a religious movie. <laughs> God's in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you've made... Ryan, you've made it really awkward for Lauren to say it's Dr. Sims. 
it made it awkward for her because she's like, I was Dr. Sims in this movie. <laughs> and then I'm like, I oh, so you have acted in a movie before, Lauren. <laughs> now, don't talk too hard, Lauren, <laughs> about how much you love Dr. Dr. Sims, but why do you love him? Because I don't. What gets you going? So you about? love to hate him. Mm, like the villain. <laughs> do you love the villain here? He's British. Let's shut up and let her answer, actually. He's they're not the right British accents. What do you mean? He's got the same as the other no, guy. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. There are different accents. You're for different racist. Of England. I know. Uh, duh. I know that. Yeah. I. But he's got a smooth, charming British accent, as does Jason Isaac. Mm. But you're like, oh, Rupert Grint, with his stupid accent. So what? You're racist now. No. <sighs> Colonialist scum. <laughs> How dare you be racist to the English? Yeah. They are an oppressed people. Yeah, one of the largest empires on earth is oppressed by the white guilt. Jeez, Lauren, I expected so much more love from you. Look, Whoa. see, he's flying. Like, and he doesn't even <laughs> use his watch. I think he was just using the anti-grav thing because he wasn't zooming that fast. Yeah, but he's still flying. Well, anti-gravity isn't really flying. It's... No, but he, fl- like, fl- look at them. They're flying now. Like, it's like, well, oh. Oh, Jackie Chan clearly just jumped really high. Uh, no, but he used his watch. Yeah, but it's a jump. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> so, what did we think was going to happen at the end of the movie? What was your predictions, Lauren? Mm, I was thinking the suit might malfunction. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Which one? Which suit? The evil guy's suit. And what would happen then? That'd be it. Well, and then, then they arrest him. They, yeah, then they'd arrest him, and then the suits have to, like, they have to be trained as per normal, but um, seems, and don't have, well, don't wear suits. But he seems like a physically tough guy. I reckon he could still kick Jackie Chan's ass without a suit. Mm. I doubt that. <laughs> here is some food for thought. Okay, yum yum. Lunchtime is now. See. Mm. Martha! So when Jackie Chan went to get his current suit, it said the other 10% is in you. Yeah. It didn't exactly say that his suit is has, you know, powers or anything like that. And earlier on when we talked about when sorry, when the movie brought up the 10%, it was a lot more in context of like his skills mm. and stuff like that. You know, with driving and all that. And Which never came back into play. Yeah, and, and to yeah, this is to give the audience some context. Cause we have a lost episode on uh, like Mike, like Mike, and in the lost episode, around the climax point, we had a discussion about whether the shoes in like Mike did they give Calvin Cambridge, you know, the abilities to be, uh, you know, like Michael Jordan, or did or did was it in him all along? And I argued that you know maybe he, with him using the shoes so much. The, the abilities got, like, yeah. imprinted into him. Yeah. So maybe Jackie Chan, in the process of wearing the, you know, the ultimate suit, the one that belonged to Clark Devlin, he might have gotten really good at combat, and therefore it became that 10% in him. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. You've actually brought a good point. Mm. And it actually was something I did think about, uh, uh, about Clark Devlin, though. I actually wonder, is Clark Devlin even that good of a super-secret spy? Or is it the tuxedo? Because it seems like other people in the agency aren't aware of the tuxedo technology, only a very few people. Did we so, ever see him, like, press anything on the watch? Yes, in the car. Okay. 
We've seen him use it, but not when we saw him dancing. But I imagine because we saw that scene halfway through, he would have already done the magic. But is Clark Devlin actually a good super secret agent? Or is he using lies and deception like a good super secret agent would, (laughs) but using lies and deception through the means of superior technology to make him look like the Superman? What do you think? Do you think he's actually a well-trained operative? Like, you know, like he actually, without the suit, could manage himself? Or do you think... James Devlin also just relies on the suit. I reckon it's a bit of both. I reckon that he would have been trained. Yeah. Like, when he was younger. And then he's been given this suit to, you know, um, emphasize his yeah, skills. Yeah, to enhance. To enhance his skills. I like this fight scene. Yeah. I think this is my favorite little fight scene because it's just like he's putting this bug and her. I like her in it. Like, this is one of the few times I felt like she was actually fun. Like, I didn't find her character fun. I found her grating. I've said this already. But I actually found her kind of cute in this. Like, this was cute. Like, you got to see her kind of calm down a bit, which is kind of refreshing. And she's actually kicking ass. You about to say something about that? Yeah, we were talking about the suit and uh, Clark Devlin, you know, what his abilities were and stuff like that. Do you reckon that that sort of makes, like, this kind of, like, a parody of those secret agent tropes? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here we have, you know, the, the villain... <laughs> With the indents ru- on his coming, face. Coming, back, well, from being, coming yeah. back from being defeated and rushing right back into battle like an officer in yeah. the Dynasty Warriors well, video games. Well, horrible burns on his faces. Mm. Like, he got burnt from the water. Was that? Was there? I was really disappointed that he did not put the bug on her boob. <laughs> oh, okay. See, yesterday when I was watching this... I didn't catch the fact that Jack Chan caught the bug again. Mm. So I was wondering, why the hell did this kill him? And I was like, oh, he did catch the bug And the again. bug's laced with this serum. Mm. So here's something. Holy shit. <laughs> no, 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 not this. Holy shit. The bug's laced on its feet, right? On the feet of the bug is laced with the poison, right? Mm. Look what it did to him. How come it didn't do it to her? Its feet were all over her. Shouldn't she be well, affected? She kept, she kept her mouth closed. Yeah, but does it have to be internal? Apparently. Internal moisture. Yeah, but the skin absorbs mm. moisture anyway. Like, if I spit on you, Lauren, your skin's going to absorb <laughs> maybe it. Maybe she's wearing super makeup. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe it's you're right. Maybe it has to oh, be internally guys, the spot. Canadian Space Agency made it. <laughs> Yay! Always just in time. Eh? Aqualung. And he just punches him. Like, what are you That's doing? That's not a Canadian thing to do. What, punching people? Her boobs are on point now. Like, her boobs look great now, but when the doctor's purring on him, there was nothing much to see. But now he's all like, I'm, I'm from a neutral country. What, Germany? The most neutral country of them all? Oh! As Polish people, Swiss- I can testify Wait, does that, that mean he's were. Swiss? Swiss or Swedish. In, in Switzerland, they some people speak German. Yeah, I guess... I mean, he didn't speak German in the movie, though. I think he just had a German accent, and that enough is make you go, oh, he's German. But he's from a neutral country. Yeah, well, you know, maybe in current Wait, is day... is it Switzerland or Sweden? That's Both, I think. No, Switzerland, I think. Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. The, Swiss, the Swiss took Nazi gold, so how neutral can you be? I mean, like, were they yes. taking Nazi gold in 2002? No, but were the Germans not a neutral country in 2002? I'm not talking about Germany. Yeah, but you're saying, like, oh, well, it can't be Germany, it's got to be Switzerland, because they're renowned for being a neutral country. But could Germany have been neutral in 2002? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Are they part of the Union and all that? They're part of the Euro. (laughs) 
Hold on, hold on. So your favourite part, Bill Murray part, where he is actually not there. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Uh, the the favour that... Uh, I honestly... Like, you guys, could you please look at this? It says final scene as an art gallery customer. So I assume he's in the art gallery, but maybe he's not in the gallery. But I looked at this so hard. Did you look at this entire... Yes. Oh, man, there are like four screens at times. There's like a good... And they're really quick cuts. I'm sure that's not Bill Murray. <laughs> that's not Bill Murray. But there is a great recurring joke, which is they beat the living shit out of this poor guy. Like, what did this guy even do? He's just trying to do his job. Oh, it is the same guy. It is. It's poor guy. That. And I didn't realise well, that he was... Wasn't, he wasn't... Jason dude, Isaac. To be fair, he wasn't... Is he dude. Oscar Isaac's dad? No. <laughs> Are you sure? No, no, we can, we can Google it later. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I like her tie. I wear ties. And you're wearing, wearing a tie now, you freak. Yeah, okay, so look, that's not Bill Murray. That's not Bill Maybe Bill Murray's a hot dog vendor. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's a customer. How funny at the would art it be? gallery. How, See, look, no Bill Murray in this frame. He's not in there. How funny would it be if instead of finding Bill Murray, we find the chimp wearing a suit? Oh my god. <laughs> but Bill Murray wears suits, so it could be him in a chimp outfit. That's racist, right? But look at this. Okay, so no Bill Murray. She's not Bill Murray. And I thought, okay, maybe they did get confused with the art gallery owner. See, that's a black person. Those are women. Colin that's Martin. not Bill Murray. And there's no Bill Murray in that scene either. They're all women in the store. We've only seen three people, one of which was the black guy who tasered the art gallery owner and the two women. So also, hold on. Where is Bill Murray? They said customer. Customer. Do they, do they sell anything at art galleries? Yeah, yeah you buy they art. Artworks. Yeah, you sell, yeah. Are they selling those ones on display right there? Uh, probably. Yeah, they do that. You can get copies and prints and shit. So... Where is Bill Murray? Um, wouldn't it be great if she was Bill Murray? Like, okay, for instance, I thought, okay, maybe Bill Murray is this. The art gallery owner. When they tase him, I thought maybe it's Bill Murray is him when he gets dragged off, but it's clearly not Bill Murray. So I just want to know, if listeners of the show, if you're listening to this episode and you know the tuxedo and you can find Bill Murray, please tell me exactly what part of the film like the minutes of the film is in even give us a screenshot because i don't believe bill murray's in this movie maybe it is a deep message like we all can be bill murray that maybe bill murray is just an overappreciated person yeah like look he's not there they're, they're the two women See, he's not in there. Where is how do you know that on the day that this was filmed bill murray didn't identify as a woman no. I don't know, man. I'm trying to justify it. Why is there, someone... Why is there a Canadian space agency? Why is there Bill Murray? <laughs> because someone, four people wrote this. Yeah, that's why. why. And a fifth person wrote the trivia. See, and that's not Bill Murray. None of these people are Bill Murray. It's just, it's just disappointing. Uh, who cares? No one cares. I care. I like Bill Murray. He's not Bill Murray. None of these people are Bill Murray. It's just disappointments all around. So this movie, they. Throughout it, you know, they have this relationship going on of, like, but not really buddy, I don't know. I never thought they were even romantically entwined that, that's, towards each other. That, that's <laughs> what, I thought they hated each that's other. That's what I'm leading to. They didn't really have a romance thing going on here. I think it's more that she feels something and he doesn't. I think it's that she realises she has feelings because throughout the whole movie she's been denying the idea of having emotions in general. Yeah. Other than anger. Is that right, Bartek? Anger and annoyance, I think, would be a bigger one, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, both. 
and like obviously when she's you know seducing the guy she's acting so yeah, she, yeah but that's not actually feeling maybe she's a sociopath I actually think she could be a sociopath because you were a pain you, in the butt I actually said when he actually said like when she's like oh no one likes me and I actually just said because you're cunts and then she's like because you're a pain in the butt I'm like Jackie knows what to say see he's so innocent he just doesn't want to say the word cunt do you find the word cunt offensive? Thanks for the visual answer, Lauren. <laughs> Do you find it offensive? Because every now and then, like, I always find that women find the word cunt offensive more than guys. Guys are like, oh, you know. It depends in what context. context. But you could say that with any swear word, like, fuck. Yeah, it depends on the context. Literally any word that has an offensive, like. What about moist? <laughs> every girl reacts so awkwardly to moist. Why? 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 Is it because it's just remem- you remember that the vagina can get moist? <laughs> Boo hoo! I said I said fucking cunt a minute ago to get less of a reaction than moist. And cunt is actually saying like vagina. Ah <laughs> oh, well, you know, we've talked enough about cunts. Now let's look at the ultimate cunt of the picture, the bloopers. Uh, every Jackie Chan movie ends with bloopers, don't they, Bartek? I think like it's because he I've always seen... mucks up because English is like his fourth language. Yeah, I guess. I guess so, Ryan. Like in the, there was one. I don't know if it happened or if it's gonna happen with the bird. That one was kind of cool. Yeah, most of it is just like, look how Jackie Chan didn't get his lines <laughs> right. It's like, well, fucking give him a break, Jackie. You're not supposed to stick out your tongue. Frog, fraud. <laughs> They're all laughing at him. He's like, look at her ugly face. I like the idea that Jackie Chan is actually a mean person because <laughs> you get to, you know how the guy who plays Kramer in Seinfeld's actually an asshole. Well, like he you know, did he did that whole n- n- yeah yeah. The, but like you see him when uh, uh Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus who plays Elaine whenever she screws up he gets really fucking angry because he's a professional okay. and you know how it is with acting and TV stuff you have to start again and do it again and again and again. He gets annoyed. I feel like Jackie Chan's the exact same. Like, you get this, and he's just, like, he's laughing it off, but deep down, he's like, come on. Like, in this one, he's like, what are you doing? They're wasting film. Like, he seems genuinely annoyed, but he's so innocent-sounding because he's Jackie Chan. Like, I reckon Jackie Behind Ch- his eyes. The, be- yeah. the thought is behind his eyes. I think eyes. it's because he's got such an innocent voice. He could tell you, Lauren. He could walk up to me and go, I fucking hate you, and I want to kill you. Also... <laughs> I've had sex with your mother. And you go, Oh, Jackie. Because <laughs> like, he sounds so innocent the whole time. Okay, so the movie's finally ended. How do you feel, guys? The credits are now rolling. Did you feel empowered watching it the second time? Because I know I did, because I reflect back on it going, it started out with piss. And yeah. it just went up from there. Mm-hmm. So how did you feel? How do you feel? Empowered? I feel great. You feel great. Yeah. Don't 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 get too excited. What about you, Lauren? We haven't good. had much from you. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. It's funny because James Brown was in this movie. <laughs> Brown James. <laughs> what did I say, Bruce Brown? <laughs> okay, so it's that time where we get the reviews happening. Lauren, I would like to hear your review of this movie. Tell us why it's like the best movie ever in your opinion, and and give it a rating out of whatever you feel is appropriate. Okay. So, I like this film because it question. there's no set genre, you can't actually define what genre it is, it's action, it's family, it's, you know, has the sexy parts in it, 
Um, <laughs> for the whole family. <laughs> the family loves sexy. Um, and then, you know, the comedy aspects, you can't tell whether it's, you know, buddy cop or if it's slapstick or just generally a dark comedy with all the death. Dark comedy with the deaths, maybe? Yeah, yeah death comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, with that in mind, I'm going to score it out of five popcorns. Um, and I'm going to give it four popcorns. Four pop, four popped corns. <laughs> you know, I, like, I got the visual image of like I'm going to give it four popcorns, like popped corn, but they're like four of them are stuck in your teeth. And, like that's how many I give it. I swallowed one, but the other four are stuck. <laughs> so that was beautiful. But um, I'm going to go next, Bartek. Like, I want to hear from you last because I feel like. <laughs> You got some real brooding emotions yes. about this. Like, throughout the whole Do time, I? Bartek, yeah. Bartek's just been sitting here, and just his body language, like, the tense body language from him. He, I can tell that you're just frothing to say so much right, about this I movie. I think you're really so. misinterpreting me, but okay, I'll do my <laughs> okay. best. Yeah, I think I think you're going to do well. But first, let okay. me give give my opinion. Yeah, right, the, shitty opinion. The Tuxedo. It was all right. Uh, ten stars. No. Um, tuxedo, best film ever made. It is one of the most visually interesting movies we've taken. It at times becomes an art house movie. Some might say lazy editing or lazy audio mixing. Not me. They did this deliberately. Every single choice was deliberately made. People made a movie around Jackie Chan. And what can you say about that? The fact that we asked the question, how did this movie get made? Who made this movie? Who wrote this? We don't need that question in this. At times I made jokes about like, oh, four people wrote this. But there's no real mystery to why this movie even got made. You know why it got made? Because Jackie Chan. Everyone, you just look at Jackie Chan. There's certain actors in the world. Christopher Walken, Jackie Chan, The Rock. Adam Sandler, all these people. Will you look Brooks. at Will Brooks. You look at them and you go, if I if they were in a movie, it would be this. And you set the parameters, the cliches, the conventions of a movie for these people. And that's how it works with these actors. You know, if these certain actors, you've got certain movies in mind for them. Like if you're like, pitch a movie to me with Jackie Chan and the tuxedo wasn't made, that pitch would have been the tuxedo. It would have been Shanghai Noon. It would have been this, 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 and this. We don't need to question why it got made or how it got made. We know why, because Jackie Chan is so lovable. And I think that's what makes this movie a real masterpiece. Why is it unappreciated, though? We never really delved into that as much, but I think this is why it's unappreciated, because Jackie Chan, at that period of time, was so saturated... Saturated? Saturated in the popular opinions of the people. He was everywhere in the early to mid 2000s he was in everything think about it he was in this he was in shanghai noon he was in shanghai nights he was in the medallion he was in spy next door he was in 80 days around the world he was in this 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 and this and he was still doing chinese movies at the same time and he wasn't in this but he had a cartoon and he had a cartoon oh. he was in the cartoon though he was the main was it? Is it, what? jackie chan adventures oh yeah. and then it... i don't know if he was in it or not no it was him it was him Pretty sure it was him. Jackie Chan was everywhere. It was Jackie Chan's time in the Western civilization. Like, he already had his big thing in in the East, but now it was West. And Jackie Chan ruled. He was a god, a colossus, and he still is, but he's no longer as big as he used to be. 
This is why it became unappreciated, because if you have so much, you have an abundance of films, some of them are going to slip through the cracks, some of them will be forgotten, some of them won't be appreciated or even seen, and I think that's the case for the tuxedo. I think that's the case. He was just pumping out too much stuff at the time that this one fell under the radar. People were interested in his other works. And that is not a fault of the film, it's not a fault of the actor, it's no one's fault but our own. Because we should look in the mirror and say to ourselves, how dare you, dare you not watch the tuxedo? And how dare you not own a copy and tell all your friends about it? How dare you forget that this film exists? How dare you? And then you should slap yourself in the face and get your life together. If I had to give this movie a rating, this movie can't even get a rating from me. This movie is beyond that. This movie is so important that the only typical kind of rating I could give it is I couldn't rank it out of something. All I can say is this movie makes you have to change your priorities in life. That's what I give it. Bartek, I'd like to hear from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, guys, I'm a bit more chill than Ryan about this movie. I liked it a lot. It was fun, wasn't it, guys? I loved it. It was great. Clearly Ryan loved it. <laughs> Lauren loved it. She loved it almost as much as Rupert Grant's legs. Ryan was passionate. Lauren talked about popcorn. You know, it's all good. <laughs> I love my popcorn. So this movie, I've kind of already brought up a lot of the main points in it. But yeah, perhaps because uh, this movie, it does sort of have that Jackie exploitation thing that I mentioned earlier. Mm. But, you know, that's not what it is. There are other people who... Go on. There are other people in this movie who, you know, did really well. You know, Jennifer Love Hewitt did great. Uh, some people might think Dr. Sims did great. <laughs> and that, well, that's a joke, obviously. But the villain was great. Uh, and, a lot, and a lot Tyrion. of the, you know, featured extras, like the Dr. Angelo la uh, lady, the... <laughs> The lady in the park who wasn't wearing a grey suit, and that guy you loved so much who was that yeah, Dorman apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, she fingered his butthole. Oh yes, Dorman. yes, and the fingered butthole. She she wasn't she wasn't a featured actor. She was like a you know actual secondary character, but she was great. I loved her a lot in this movie. We all did. Um, <laughs> but to talk about what the movie actually is, it is a. Mm. variation I put the word parody out there a bit earlier not really mm. parody but it is a variation on a lot of movie structured trope things like you know the buddy movie they yeah it's a very weird one it's a guy and a girl so you think they're gonna get together but they're not really getting together but in the end they sort of jump back on that and <laughs> it it plays around with expectations a lot like we mentioned earlier it's not that funny, guys. <laughs> we mentioned earlier how, you know, we thought that something... Wake up, Lauren. We thought that something was going to go somewhere. Like, you know, the, the, the ring. The ring yeah. was a plot point brought up. Uh, the fact that he didn't die. I thought that, you know... Emotional. Something was going to come of that. You thought maybe he might be the villain or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Devlin. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of little details like that that we just... We think about... And, like, the, the the first thing we see in the movie, the deer piss. <laughs> At no point did piss play an equation in 
anything. It just simply said, this water is not good. Yeah, pretty much. It was much. simply a... Not an exposition point, but a, a world-building point <laughs> about the water yeah, that felt, is being distributed. I felt very built mm. up from it. And again, with a point that we mentioned now, the wedding date episode, watching it a second time with you, there are a lot of things I missed that I caught up on. Like, what the villain's... Uh, uh, Dance moves? <laughs> that, definitely that. His but plan? I, yes, the plan was what I was going to talk about, because I was a bit confused. Like, he's going to make everyone die of thirst, even though the water's not perfect. But no, he had a plan. It was great. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he was going to pollute everything but his water. Yeah, exactly. He's smart. Very smart. So, rating I would have to give this movie, I would definitely have to give it a karate out of China. <laughs> you know, a lot of people would think, like, uh, Bartek, you do know that the joke about karate and all Chinese people knowing it is the fact that karate comes from Okinawa, which is in Japan. Well, <laughs> yeah, Bartek, get your shit together. Yeah, well, guys, my response to that is, why don't you think really hard about why I gave it that rating and then come back and tell me why I'm ridiculous? Beautiful, beautiful Bartek. Um, yeah, that was really emotional. Really, really emotional there. All right, guys. So that was a beautiful piece of uh, detective work there, Bartek. You really analyzed the scene. Now, I'm going to give us some other opinions, other thoughts, other words of wisdom from the IMDb review board. Now, this is one from 2006. I'm going to hit straight into it, and it's a seven-star review. It's called Very Silly, But Fun and Fast Moving. If you enjoyed Jim Carrey's The Mask, you might enjoy this Jackie Chan film. It has a similar storyline, but instead of a mask, it's a suit someone puts on and receives some supernatural powers. (laughs) Sorry, so I just love their like supernatural powers. I thought it was just sci-fi powers, but supernatural. I guess he was a ghost. It's all extremely silly, but with a lot of slapstick and outrageous scenes. You are not going to get uh, you. You are going to get some great laugh out loud scenes and some really stupid, not funny stuff, especially in a Chan movie. Jackie is an amazing man with the stunts he can do at his age. I'm like, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> with the stunts he can do at his age. Meanwhile, Jennifer Love Hewitt is easy on the eyes, especially showing us her body. But. Great <laughs> line. <laughs> 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 but her character but her character is but her character in here is pretty lame the whole movie is yeah. pretty brainless but if you don't care and just want some laughs and be entertained this serves its purpose it's certainly a fast moving 99 minutes and there's nothing wrong with that this next one is written in 2007 it was alright 7 stars <laughs> Now, when I first read this line, I think of the popular meme that's going around at the current year of 2016, which is uh, um, back at it again with those vans. It's like, damn, Daniel. Daniel. Damn, Daniel. It's a meme. This is what I get from it. Jackie Chan is at it again. (laughs) The guy going like, back at it again with the vans, Daniel. It's like nine years early. Jackie Chan is at it again in the movie The Tuxedo. He's a chauffeur who ends up becoming a spy wannabe. Now, being a spy isn't an easy job. You gotta be fearless, no problem. But clueless, that's a problem. 
When the man he's chauffeuring is out of action, he steps up to the plate and takes his place. His his partner, Del Blaine, yeah, that was her name. I, I, I can't believe we forgot her great name, Del Blaine. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Delia Del Blaine. Yeah, Delia Del Blaine. Jennifer Love Hewitt has some type has some type of issues in her. Like that's what they got from her character. Jennifer He's Love Hewitt right. has some type of issues in her. Very uptight and so unwilling to open up. Jimmy Tong Chan does his little magic on her. <laughs> <laughs> it is a supernatural movie. It sounds gross. <laughs> Jimmy Tong. Is that like a joke Sorry. about like Chinese Jimmy... people having small? Yes. No, I like the idea that he's he's come on her. Like <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Tong Chan does his little magic on her. The scenes are fantastic. You're damn right they are. The fight scenes are classic, and the one where he encounters the Godfather, or where he encounters the Godfather of Soul. Yep. It's James Brown. <laughs> it's funny when he tells Tong to enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it? Okay. Was that a reference to something? <laughs> enjoy the show. Laugh out loud. Okay. His suit takes him out accidentally, and the suit helped him do the moves JB does. I know that Jackie Chan is a little shy about his dance moves, but James Brown is a demanding individual. He wants the dance moves to be perfect. Of course, when they did their scene together, JB says, You're fast, but I'm faster. In dancing, yes, but martial arts? I don't think so. <laughs> in real life, JB did meet his match in the show business, but he's not jealous of JC. <laughs> Jackie Chan, I just thought, Jesus Christ. <laughs> JC, but he's not jealous of JC. Everyone in the movie deserves deserve their spot in recognition. Jennifer Love Hewitt can kick butt too. Is that <laughs> it? No. Ever, that's like the only <laughs> sentence. Ever since I Know What You Did Last Summer, she was tough. In the tuxedo, she kicked it up a notch. Great movie, 2.5 out of 5 stars. <laughs> Great movie, 2.5. I love how... You can tell this is dated because he's using JB to refer to James Brown instead of Justin Bieber. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, you know, anyone else. Okay, maybe not, maybe for you, maybe, may not be for you, but well worth a try. Nine stars, 2006. Ooh. What do you look for in movies? A deep, twisting plot? A story that stays with you long after and still stirs up emotions? Well, you won't find it here. But why does it have to be a bad thing? If you want a film, if you want a film like I mentioned, there are many out there. But if you want to sit back and enjoy some light entertainment that will still make you laugh, no one does it better than Jackie Chan. Sure, the plot is light, but did but what did you expect? I have seen this movie twice now and would watch it again. Anytime. I've seen reviews saying this film was terrible purely because of JLH's role. I say, make up your own mind. I'm not promising you will like this movie, but at least give it a chance. When you have made when you have made as many movies as JLH and Jackie Chan, not every film you've starred in will appeal to every critic. But this may be just the right kind of film for you. One other point, many other reviews I have read say something like, this film is terrible, I'd rather watch Sin City. Well, we were soldiers. 
<laughs> like, why are these film people like, I'd rather watch these specific two. Were okay. they around at the same time? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I'd rather watch Sin City or We Were Soldiers. And while I like these movies myself, you need to remember that there are parents with young children who may struggle to find they are find a film they are happy to show their children. And this movie may be more suitable for younger viewers while still amusing parents. If you've read this, I want you to know that this is only my opinion. So I'll say again, try it for yourself. Kids will love the Emperor. Emperor! Last review. Written in 2014. That was two years ago. In December as well, so later. And it's seven stars. This movie has something. Not sure what. And this is containing spoilers, so watch out, guys. How many stars again? Seven. Okay. I left the TV on accidentally, and this movie was playing when I woke in the morning. I love when I woke in the morning. I wanted to get out of bed to make a cup of coffee, but couldn't. I was glued to the TV watching Jackie Chan. I had never heard of this one and could not figure out the title by just watch by just by watching as I thought I knew all of Jackie Chan's movies. And when I saw Jackie kill James Brown, I was even more confused. <laughs> I logged into IMDb and it took a while to track it down, but I found it after 20 minutes or so. (laughs) (laughs) All those Jackie Chan, James Brown crossovers? Anyway, anyway, great movie. Despite not seeing the beginning or the end, I shall have to rent it or something to see what I missed. Wait, I love that you have to rent it. It's 2014 by this time, so that's even obsolete then. I found it, uh, yeah, beginning or end, I missed it, that, um, yeah, I still have to rent it or something to see what I missed, that my friends, uh, that my friends is why I rate it 7, probably a 10 once I see the complete movie. So, that was, that was the reviews, but we're doing something a bit different. I really got invested in this Bill Murray conspiracy, <laughs> so I went a bit different, I went to the IMDB discussion boards. To find out if Bill Murray was in this movie, there was no discussion I could find out of the 12 pages of discussions that raised the question of where's Bill Murray in this movie. But I did find this classic, and I think we're all going to love it. Now, I'm going to read the discussion board. I'm not going to say each individual name. I'll take a little pause and blah, blah, blah. But here's the title. My uncle's truck was in this movie. (laughs) Oh, I see why you asked me to remember that My uncle's truck was in this movie. This is the response. This is it. <clears throat> yep. Remember when Jackie fell in the truck full of dirt? Well, that truck belonged to my uncle. Lol. I bet that story gets you a lot of chicks. <laughs> Good for him. My dad was the guy Jackie phoned to open the factory gate. Ha 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 ha. That's pretty awesome. BTW, I'm sure if most of you had any belongings or relatives slash friends which featured in a film grossing in an excess of a hundred million, you'd be pretty ecstatic too. That's it. Like that's all the discussion on that. But I thought I had to share that because it's so innocent. It's like my uncle's truck, and it's like good for you. Like they're so excited, and they're like associating like their really minor roles to like the fact that this movie made so much money. Yeah, I love it. So that was the tuxedo. Now, guys, would you watch it again? Oh yeah, I just this was I just me watching rewatched it. Again. it yeah, so but, but like you're gonna watch re- it next week with your friends. You're gonna recommend it to people. I'll watch it again, probably in my own 
You don't want to watch own. it with your mates. You, you're worried that people won't take it seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. problem with people. They'll keep looking at you being like, when does something good happen? It's like, pay attention to the screen, you just missed it. Yeah. I'm just really annoyed. People don't take things seriously. Like, people... People don't take us seriously. People think that this is, like, we're just being funny. No, these movies are genuinely good. Have we ever said anything funny? Not, not ever. We're, we're uh, a serious podcast about death and films. Uh, no, every movie that we have watched has been great in their own way. Even ones like Zathura that we did not love is great in its own way. These movies need to be appreciated more. We do this so that you guys can get this movie back in your brain. Hell, the real goal is maybe you see the title of the podcast, like, oh, The Tuxedo, and it makes you relive your memories of your own experience with The Tuxedo. Or if you haven't seen it, it makes you go, I want to watch it, and then listen to their podcast. Of course, we want the main goal is for you to listen to our content, but the real joy is for you to have the experience of remembering this film or discovering it for the first time or re-entering into that world of the movie. Because these movies, they're magical. That's what movies all about. That's what Hollywood's about. That's what these big pictures are about. It's about creating magic. It's about creating wonder. It's about the joy of storytelling. And these movies have great stories. And we're here to tell you about them. You've seen Noah. Noah with Russell Crowe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why are great with the rock monsters? <laughs> I don't know why you're bringing up Noah. <laughs> because they're all rock monsters. <laughs> yeah. Angels. Just so, <laughs> so, butthole. Um, you guys have been great, fantastic, wonderful, amazing listening people. Lauren, you've been a great, fantastic, wonderful guest. I can tell by your level of excitement... <laughs> in this movie that you love this movie you loved it more than Thunderpants you loved it more than Harry Potter you loved it more than any of these movies and I'm so glad that we could have you on today to be the guest Bartek you've been a fantastic great wonderful amazing beautiful oh shit yeah yeah host <laughs> I've been very glad to have you know, it's always a pleasure to see your face when we do these and just talk about these movies because Bartek and I you know we come on different ends of the spectrum when it comes to these movies. I'm a bit more loud, boisterous, and, uh, like, I have a lot more questions. But then you will occasionally just lean in and say something, and it just completely changes my aspect of life, such as you with the old people storyline. I'm like, well, wow, shit, dog, and I'm about the doorman. We could make our own movies about this. What I loved about this movie is it did things that, like, like at late, we've been doing movies where... They're catching up to us, I feel, where early on we'll have movies like uh, Big Fat Liar where we'll say, oh, wouldn't it be great if this happened? And then it didn't happen. But now we have movies like Sorority Boys and this one where basically would say, wouldn't it be great if this happened? But it does happen. So we don't even have to mention it in podcasts like in Sorority Boys at the end they eat each other like these cheerleading girls eat each other. That's something we would say on the show. And in this, I feel like the old people storyline didn't happen but something that did happen that we would have talked about is that Dr. Angelo woman and it happened <laughs> like it happened yeah, it we were like, how great would it be if like she was on the PA later on and then movie. she was on the PA it was great and also like wouldn't it be great if Bill Murray was in this movie <laughs> but you've been great Bartek of course um, and like I said we're wrapping up now um, it's been great to do this. We're now 21 episodes deep. It's fantastic. So, yeah. 
we have the Facebook page in which we're putting out, you know, some other kind of content, some videos, some photos, some kind of stuff. You can interact with us on Facebook. So Spit and Polish Presents. If you want to list, uh, if you want to give a film suggestion, we have a little Dropbox list, list pinned to the top of the page. Of course, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on iTunes, of course. And, of course, we've got the hosting site of Podbean. So you can also host and listen to us there also and it has been great to uh yeah it's been really great i've been really happy with uh you guys the listeners it's been weird the amount of people that listen to the show like we've got so many listeners in america which is weird so yeah because we're just small time guys in australia in melbourne so the idea of so many people in america listening to us or people in fucking barbados or ecuador or Poland. Not that surprising, we're both Polish. So, you know, it's been great to to just be able to know that you guys are actually out there listening. You guys really are the foundation for the show. The movies are all mainly the foundation, but you guys are you guys are more the roof. You know, you keep it all to you keep us all together. That's you guys are you guys are swell. Thank you guys. Ryan and Lauren, you've both been great listening people. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes because we've only got one so far. We'd like to hear what you guys think. We've got one review on iTunes, which is about someone who loves bangers and mash. <laughs> and they're like, Spin Polish is pretty good, but not as good as bangers and mash. And I'm like, I don't know who they are, but thank you. I don't you. think they said not, but not as good. I think they said almost, almost like, as good. Or like as good as bangers. Or as good. So, you know, I don't know if bangers and mash is another podcast duo or they're just talking about sausages and mashed potato but again thank you guys till next time be kind to each other and i leave you with this passing fact you know this movie in polish it's called smocking which you know is spelled the same as smoking and in this movie there was a big thing about you know cigarettes being lit immediately (laughs) just think about that next time you think about the tuxedo and she tickled his butthole. <laughs> 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 <laughs>